Magst du Understanding Train Station sagen? Und du machst den Anfang? Ja. Okay. Ready? Hä? Did you get that? I'm so also, ich verstehe nur Bahnhof. You only understand Train Station? It's all Greek to me. Understanding Train Station. Living between cultures with Josh and Phelan. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode, and unfortunately, the final episode of Understanding Train Station. I'm Josh, and I'm here with... Philly! <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing if you've been listening this long, then you know who we are. Um, and we're happy to talk to you guys again. It's been a while since our last episode. Mm -hmm. um, we announced it, episode. Yeah, so you guys <laughs> knew this this break was coming. Yeah. Um, but we're happy to be back with you guys unfortunately one last time yeah but um, i'm excited for this last episode yeah. um kind of bring it all together wrap it all up come full circle a little bit um <laughs> and we're not in the same space as we were for the first episode we're in munich no. <laughs> as you can probably tell um which we just wanted to record the last episode together in person which is how we started out yes so um yeah here we are thank you guys for joining us one last time yes thank you guys for coming back um I think for this episode, just so you guys know, we're just wanting to kind of talk about the podcast and what it's meant to us, give you some insights into what type of impact the podcast has had on our lives. Because, um, I mean, at least on my life specifically, I know with mm -hmm. you, with your YouTube channel, it's slightly different. But for me, this is really my biggest online presence ever. True. <laughs> uh, so it definitely, there have been some fun interactions that I've had that have come from the podcast. So we're going to talk about some of that. Yeah. Um, we want to talk about kind of the history of the podcast and the beginnings, if you will. Um, and then also, like I said, it meant this podcast has meant a lot to us, but also we've gotten lots of comments of how much it's meant to you. So we're excited to share some of that uh, with you all and, uh, yeah, go through kind of the way that it's impacted you. Um, so yeah, that's kind of generally what we want to talk about this week. It's kind of different because, I mean, we don't have like a topic like we normally do. The topic is the end of the podcast. Yeah, that's the topic. <laughs> and I mean, a lot has happened since the last time we published an episode. Yeah. So let's start with that. Let's give you a life exactly. update. I almost wanted to say, let's give you one last life update, but that's not true. You're no. going to get life updates from me for sure. Yeah. And probably also from Josh yeah. sometimes. He's not going to be completely off the I, grid. I don't, I won't vanish. And the thing is though, a lot of people have already asked, is there any other online presence? Does Josh document his mm. trips? Unfortunately, Josh Josh is very, very <laughs> private on the internet other than this. I don't even think of myself as private. I just... I'm you just don't post anything. Yeah, it's not like, like I intentionally try to be private. I just don't post stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you're worried about it. You just don't really do Instagram. Yeah, or exactly. any, I mean, you have an Instagram, but last time you tried to post something on the Understanding Train Station Instagram, <laughs> you forgot how it, how it worked. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I'm such a boomer. It, yeah, I mean, not really, because I know you know your way yeah. around digital stuff very well, but when it comes to social media, it's just not, doesn't really come natural no, to it, you. No, it's not a big part of my life by any yeah. means. So. so unfortunately, there is no Josh travel page that you can follow. No. Maybe on occasion, if I'm traveling and there's something cool to share, I'll try <laughs> to share it on the Understanding Train station so don't go and follow us yeah especially because who knows in the future what the future holds and yeah. maybe we'll use that to communicate some yeah um, that's definitely where i would communicate if we were to do the occasional special episode special episode exactly so yeah make sure you don't unfollow us there uh, also on youtube because i would then also post it on youtube too but exactly. what what all has yes. happened since <laughs> the last episode which was Updates. like a month and a half ago uh for me what has happened um i don't know i mean uh, like i said the big part of why i've from my side where I was ready to end the podcast was because I started a new job mm -hmm. and things have been so busy for me. So been really, really busy with work, uh, trying to get things up and running. Um, it's going well. Uh, so busy with work though, for sure. 
Uh, other than work, though, I was on vacation, which was fun. Um, yet again. <laughs> yet again. Uh, yeah, I guess I have been traveling a lot since I've lived here. I mean, here. this year especially, I think. I mean, or yeah, just in no, general. exactly. I mean, since I let, lost my job, I had all of that time and luckily some money that was coming in. Yeah. So I did travel quite a bit this yeah. year now that I think about it. Yeah. It's crazy to think that that was still this year, though, because I so know. much has happened. True. Um, but yeah, I went on vacation. And Where'd I went south, okay. but not to Italy. Mm-hmm. I went southeast. So I went to Bosnia. Well, I guess technically stayed one night in Slovenia, stayed mm-hmm. in Ljubljana, but I've been there before. Okay. Um, and then went to Bosnia. I was in Sarajevo and then went down to Mostar. And then, do you know Mostar? Mm-mm. It's the one with the bridge. I, uh, it's like a really, really pretty city. Okay. Um, really famous bridge there. Unfortunately. The one with the bridge. <laughs> it, no, but for real, like if you... Yeah. It's the one with the bridge. Uh, unfortunately, it was a bridge that was built by the Ottomans. Okay. Um, I think it was built by the Ottomans. Uh, but then unfortunately, during the Yugoslav Wars or the Bosnian Wars, it was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then they rebuilt it. Okay. So it's a really, it's a really, really pretty city. That's awesome, yeah. Um, and then from there, went over to Split mm-hmm. in Croatia, uh, which was super cool. Um, it was very touristic, uh, touristic, I must say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I feel like that's one of the most popular yeah. places in Croatia that people go to. Yeah, for sure. There were a lot of foreigners. And it was interesting, too, to see the different types of tourists. Yeah. Like, between Bosnia and Croatia, because uh-huh. in Croatia, you're then in the EU. So visas are a little bit more difficult. Culture is also somewhat diff- uh, different between Bosnia and, and Croatia. Mm-hmm. They used to be one country, but Bosnia has a very large Muslim population. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot more visitors from in the Middle East or from Turkey. Um, compared to then Croatia, which isn't their neighboring countries, but then you there were a lot of British people, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Germans, a lot of French, like more yeah. Western Europeans. For sure. Croatia has definitely been a big vacation country for Germans for as long as I can mm. remember. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd been to Croatia once before with my friend Chloe, mm-hmm. um, and that was before Croatia was part of the Eurozone. So everything was still significantly cheaper. But since then, they've adopted the Euro and mm-hmm. the prices have gone way up. Uh, so I it's it, too it, bad. <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy how expensive it was compared to how it was before. Um, so while we were in Croatia, we we're like, oh, I'm missing these Bosnian prices because Bosnia is so cheap. Really? Like yeah. how much is a meal there, like a dinner for one person? It really depends. Okay. Um, but like you can get a good meal, I think, for like, I don't know. I don't, I didn't pay that close attention. I just okay. know that things were cheaper, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you can like between like 15 euros, you're going to have a really, really good yeah. meal. Because I remember, like, when I was in Prague, which was years ago at this point, six years ago, mm-hmm. um, there was some places where the main dish was, like, converted to, like, one to two euros for, like, a okay. large portion. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I could be completely wrong. I just know it was significantly yeah, cheaper. Yeah. I and mean, I don't know if Prague is still that cheap now, but... I doubt it. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but, yeah, Bosnia, beautiful and cheap. So yeah. that was fun. But then I was in Split. And then drove from Split up to Pula in Istria again, uh, which was cool to drive along the the coast as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, yeah, super nice trip. How was the weather? So lucky with the really? weather. Okay. It was so nice. nice. So nice. We took a um, a ferry from Split as well to Brac. Brac okay. is the biggest island right next to Split. Okay. There, I mean, there are lots of islands on the Croatian coast. Um, and there was... There's one point at, on the island of Brach that's really well known. I forget what it's called, but it's like a triangle um, 
beach, basically. Like it's like a peninsula almost that goes out into the sea. That's a triangle. And we wanted to go there, but it was going to be 40 euros round trip okay. per person okay. with the with the ferry. And we said that was just too expensive. So what we ended up doing was going to the first stop on Brach uh, and then only paid like, I think, 20 euros round okay. trip. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it was a really, really, really fun trip. And then since then, been back back in Munich. Um, Oktoberfest happened, mm-hmm. um, which this year, I mean, it, it's fun. Uh, it was so much hotter. It was, yeah, that's, um, a, that's a whole story, basically. Oktoberfest, it, well, just in general, which has affected my whole like last three weeks yeah. significantly because I had the group trip and everything yeah. happening. But it was the hottest September in, I think, I don't know if they said Germany in general or specifically Munich, mm. but definitely in Munich yeah. since they started recording yeah. weather. It was so hot. data. So like, yeah, it was literally like in August. That's It felt like August or July weather. Yeah. It was in the 80s all the time. It was pure sunshine a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Oktoberfest specifically, people were sweating their butts off. And you know me, I sweat a lot already, <laughs> so I was in hell. I um, was in hell too. Yeah. I had never experienced, I feel like, any... Volksfest, because like even some of the Volksfest, some of the beer festivals, folk yeah. festivals do take place in July or August. Mm-hmm. But I don't even remember ever sweating that much. Yeah. I think maybe the ones that always take place in the summer have a better system of ventilating the beer tents. Yeah. But Oktoberfest usually struggles more with like it being cold outside yeah. and rainy outside rather than it being too hot. I don't think that's usually an issue. Yeah. So the beer tents were just like saunas in a lot that's of horrible. cases. and. I know we kind of talked about it, but a lot of other people also said they really should install ceiling fans. And I think that, or did we talk about it? I don't know if I okay was maybe with... maybe it was I think it was when you were there and I was there yeah, with the possible. group and we all said they really need to install ceiling fans because there's just no it's air movement. circulation yeah. yeah no circulation and I was like well maybe this year we'll like make them realize that too and the next year it's gonna be like it's gonna, freezing <laughs> exactly again. <laughs> no I mean like last year I bought a like a coat like a trachten coat mm-hmm. because a it Yanka. was yeah exactly. Um, because it was so cold and rainy. It was the then, worst weather last year and the, like the opposite this year. I mean, it was beautiful weather I, <laughs> yeah. like for being outside, even actually during the day being outside, it was quite hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I don't think I've ever bought water, like needed a bottle of water at the, at the reason before at it Oktoberfest. It was good because this year was the first year that Oktoberfest installed, um, drinking fountains. I didn't see it. They never, yeah, I just know because they talked about it a lot Uh in the media. And I know that they said at the end of Oktoberfest that a lot of people used them so they could see how many liters of water were used. But they also said it was the Oktoberfest with, I think, the most non-alcoholic beverages purchased because people were just sweating and thirsty. You don't want to just drink beer. You want to drink some water or some soda or something like that. Exactly. I know for me personally, maybe it was because I just didn't want to get as drunk because I was a little sick. Mm -hmm. Like I went the first weekend twice and then... I got the Wiesengrippe and was like under the weather and had this horrible cough. Um, So throughout the rest of the Oktoberfest, I wasn't wanting to get super drunk. So I was drinking uh, mostly Radla this year, Mm -hmm. actually. Which is basically considered water by Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think this year I went six times. 
it's still a good amount. Yeah, <laughs> I have one friend who went 11 times. Yeah, I I mean, it's growing crazy. up in Munich, there would be people that would go every single day. So if Oktoberfest lasted for 16 days, they would go 16 times. If it lasted for 18 days, they would go 18 times, which is not only very, very intense for your physical health, but yeah. also financially. <laughs> yeah, financially. Ooh, don't even start. <laughs> yeah. Um, I but mean, yeah. I also went to Oktoberfest. I was going to say, th- th- those are my updates. What's new with you? You can start with Oktoberfest. Yeah, I guess the so. Because that's but. kind of like... Ben and I came here um, at the end of September, and then we went to Oktoberfest mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, just enjoyed the nice weather in Munich, too, because mm-hmm. it was just crazy. And it has been crazy literally up until yesterday. Today, too, is still pretty warm, but um, we're recording on October 14th. Mm-hmm. And yesterday on the 13th, it was literally like 27 degrees Celsius uh, or yeah, something 26, like that. Yeah, 26, 27. Still so, really nice weather. You guys have gotten so lucky. People were... Like I saw on Instagram, some people were like at the lake, yeah. at Eisbach in the English garden, at pools, like whoever has a pool, like people were swimming. Like it was yeah. summer weather, which in Germany is not normal that that's happening in the middle of October and probably isn't going to happen again next year. Probably next year is going to be the worst <laughs> summer ever. Um, don't, don't say that. <laughs> that's just usually how it goes. I don't know. Um, but we got here and then Oktoberfest was great, but kind of same for us. We were really exhausted this year and the... Because last year, Oktoberfest was Ben's first time and we kind of did like a full intense Oktoberfest experience. Yeah. This year, I think also because of the heat, we like never really stayed until the closing of the tents. Neither did I. We were always like, okay, we're kind of exhausted. We want to go out. We want some fresh air. Yeah. And so it was definitely a little bit different this year. Um, But yeah, as you said, the being outside was really nice. Yeah. And then we had the group trip start, which was this big project that... Ben and I have been planning for over half a year at this point, mm-hmm. and we announced it in April that we were going to host. I mean, I was going to host officially, but I mean, Ben is there too, and he was a huge help for me. Yeah. Um, going to host this group trip to Munich, Neuschwanstein, Salzburg, and Vienna, so Germany mm-hmm. and Austria, in eight days, um, which is it's crazy, pretty that, intense. Yeah. But for October, uh, for October, <laughs> what am I even saying? <laughs> but for Americans. Um, it kind of has to be that short sometimes because yeah. we've talked about it so much. Vacation days are pretty limited for a lot of Americans. And so going to Europe for just eight days seems kind of crazy to a lot of Europeans. Like yeah. if they went across the pond, they would at least stay two weeks or longer. Yeah. For a lot of Americans, it doesn't seem that crazy. Mm-hmm. So we had some of the people come in a little bit earlier. Um, that was kind of an option that I put out there that if people wanted to. So the group trip officially was starting in Munich, but after Oktoberfest because mm-hmm. That would just be craziness to start it during Oktoberfest because Munich is just completely packed and expensive and everything is booked out and that's just not possible and not a good idea. But um, so it started right after Oktoberfest on October 5th. Oktoberfest ended on the 3rd. And I just said, if you want to, you can come early and we can do an Oktoberfest experience together Mm -hmm. and kind of do a couple unofficial activities in the days leading up to the Mm -hmm. group trip. So some people did that. I think about... 10 to 12 people already came in early yeah and we reserved a table for monday which was october 2nd mm-hmm. um at a tent and um went all to oktoberfest together yeah. and it was really funny because we all met up first and i walked them over the fence festival grounds for mm-hmm. about 45 minutes to an hour to just kind of show them around and explain a few things and um 
I mean, Oktoberfest is usually pretty busy, so yeah. it was kind of funny to just try and keep everyone Herding together. Cats. I was just like walking around <laughs> like a tour guide with my arm raised, and I was like, is everyone here? Can you hear me? <laughs> Let's gather here for a second. And then I was like explaining the rides and yeah. you can buy drinks here, you can buy this here. Or like I was explaining the foods and the Bavaria statue and the uh-huh. puke hill and the different tents <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And then we had a really good experience inside the tent too, good. but it was very hot. Yeah. Just like that. Re- yeah, because I stopped by <laughs> for just a couple minutes because I was busy with other friends. Yeah. I wanted to at least stop by and say hi. And it was so hot. Yeah, Especially because we... you guys were up in the in the balcony exactly. as well. Which usually is a great idea because it's yeah. usually a little bit more secluded. And I was thinking that for a group who's never been to Oktoberfest, it might be better than being down on the first floor in the masses. Uh, which the balcony is still pretty busy, but it's usually only reserved tables. So it's just a little bit more civilized. Like, yeah, this time around, honestly, wasn't civilized at all. But also <laughs> all the hot air was coming up to us. Yeah. So it was like way hotter up there. Mm-hmm. But people still had a really good experience. Yeah. Then a couple of days after that, I mean, we did like another little activity where we went for brunch and we went to Olympia Park in Munich. Mm-hmm. Something that wasn't really on the official itinerary for the group trip. But then it started. I moved from my parents to the hotel in Munich. Ah, I didn't realize you stayed at the hotel as yeah. well. Ah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Because everyone's there. And yeah, you, it like, makes sense. You meet up for breakfast uh-huh. in the morning and they have like a meeting point in the yeah. hotel lobby. Um, so, yeah, that was the first time for me that I ever stayed at a hotel in my own city. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, though. Um, and then we had a very great, successful trip. Um, we took the train to Salzburg. We then took the train from Salzburg to Vienna and still we had amazing weather the entire time. It only like Good. rained once briefly. It was like um, sprinkling in mm-hmm. Salzburg, but Salzburg is kind of known for that. Yeah, Salzburg so is the rainiest city in Europe or something. Like, yeah, so it's basically like, like it wouldn't re- be a real Salzburg experience without the rain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was literally summer weather the entire time. I planned this as a fall trip, but mm. it really felt like it was a summer trip. Yeah. All of the sweaters that I brought for this trip, because I... Once I packed my stuff for my three weeks in Munich or mm-hmm. three weeks in Munich slash Austria, um, the weather forecast was pretty good, but yeah. you can't really be sure for the entire time yeah. that it's not going to drop. And it kind of said it was going to drop at some point. So I packed like my beanie and my gloves <laughs> and my coat and everything because once it does get cold here, it, it gets cold. And then you don't want to be freezing when exactly. you're out in the city for a full day yeah. and you don't have proper clothes so mm-hmm. i brought all of that with me and that was completely unnecessary <laughs> at least you were well prepared just i in was case. well prepared <laughs> yeah i had i should have just brought all my summer clothes and yeah. nothing else but actually like if you think about it for the people who on the trip it was ideal then because you don't get the huge masses from the summer mm-hmm. in these in these cities but at the same time you get the summer weather now true absolutely so. except from munich it was definitely still busy for a true okay yeah that's actually yeah yeah <laughs> different but the, but, the other yeah. cities were definitely more chill than i think they usually are or even even like, I mean, Neuschwanstein was pretty packed, but we were only also there on a Saturday. Um, but I've seen it way more packed yeah. there. So it was it was pretty nice. Um, but yeah, long story short, the trip was a huge success. We Good. had the most amazing people on the trip. Like, you know, at the end of the trip, we all felt like a big family. We mm-hmm. still have the group check going like uh, crazy. Cool. Everyone's updating each other. And it's just amazing to get to know 24 or even 25 strangers, including our group uh, tour guide mm-hmm. who was with us the entire time. Um, and then how they become good friends yeah. of yours suddenly, especially when you travel together and you stay at a hotel together, you have breakfast together. You just bond in yeah, a different way. Yeah, there's the camaraderie way. that just 
inherently arises from spending so much time with yeah. people and spending situations together that might be like stressful or yeah. that you wouldn't necessarily choose to spend with strangers but yeah. that's like how you bond like if you see each other at breakfast like tired or hungover <laughs> like that's just kind yeah. of how the, or you go out for drinks you go out for dinner every single night um so yeah i'm, I'm just i couldn't have wished for a better group and so for good. better weather and for a better tour guide yeah um everyone was just amazing our tour guide Sonia was from salzburg or she's mm -hmm. from upper austria but she lives in salzburg now so that was just perfect that we had a local me from munich and yeah. then an, a local for salzburg and then um she's just a very experienced tour guide so yeah. she had been to vienna plenty of times yeah, so yeah. she basically also felt like a local in vienna uh -huh. um Yeah, so that came to an end just two days ago. Was everyone American besides you and the tour guide? Or was it a mix? Nope, it was all, all Americans, which okay. um, wasn't planned like yeah. that. I mean, I kind of expected most of the people to be American just because mm -hmm. that's my main audience. Yeah. But it was open for anyone to join because the mm. flights were not part of the trip. So basically the trip started in Munich. So yeah. when and how you got there and where you got there from mm -hmm. wasn't really important. Um, but it just so happened that everyone was... American. There was one guy, Tim, who um, is American, but he's been living in Oslo in Norway uh, okay. for 10 years. Uh -huh. So he came from Oslo. Uh, yeah, I think I met him briefly at uh, Oktoberfest. And then we had Randy, who's half Colombian, half American, mm -hmm. but he lives in New York. Um, so yeah, pretty okay. much, pretty much an American group. Yep. Cool, cool. No, I just was wondering what the make, like the makeup was. I know. I the, at the beginning, I definitely expected there to be maybe one person from Canada or from yeah. the UK or somewhere else, but. Nope, nope. <laughs> all Americans. USA represent, I guess. But that also made it kind of easy because yeah. people had a lot to bond over and uh, there was definitely no language barrier or yeah. anything like that. Perfect. Um, we just had really, really cool experiences. The stuff that was planned, the stuff that wasn't planned, just like spontaneous lunches together, yeah. dinners together, all of that. Um, the last night we all stayed out in Vienna until 4 a.m. Oh, not wow. all of us, not all of us, but some of us, some people were being picked up for the airport at 3.30 a.m., like basically that last night. And then another pickup happened at 6 a.m. It was like a um, shuttle that yeah, yeah. picked people up. Um, and oh, wow. we sent off the people that were being picked up at 3.30. We sent them off. We all stayed out <laughs> at the bar. And then those people were like, yeah, I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm just going to no, stay just, out, yeah, right? Exactly. And then some of them walked back from the bar to the hotel like half an hour or an mm. hour early just to make sure they got their luggage and everything and check out. And then we walked back and we sent them off. And it was just kind of like, it felt like Schulandheim or I'm trying to think what, like a camp yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, like in Germany, it's super common that school classes go somewhere for mm -hmm. a week. What, what would you call that? In like a class trip. Class trip. Yeah. And you stay like at a hostel. Yeah, or a school kind trip. Of, yeah. Yeah. School trip. And did, that's kind of how it felt. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Except that's cool. that we're all like a lot older. <laughs> Was there consensus from the group of which city was the favorite? I don't think so. Each we, person kind of had their own personal favorite. Yeah, I think everyone had their own uh, favorite. We did like a final round at the farewell dinner where we talked about what was your favorite place slash activity. So it wasn't mm -hmm. just like, okay, I loved Munich the most. Um, some people said that Oktoberfest was their favorite mm. activity of those that came there early. Just yeah. experiencing that. And even though it was so hot, I mean... It was all of their first times, yeah, so like they didn't really unique. know what it's usually like. But I think a lot of the Americans said that they were super positively surprised by the. You're gonna have to help me out with the word the com com camaraderie. Camaraderie. Com camaraderie. Yeah. 
um, at Oktoberfest because I think just knowing that there's going to be masses of people mm. being completely drunk, um, I think the expectations were that there was going to be a little bit more violence and conflict. Yeah. But I think they were just so positively surprised by how everyone just is happy yeah. to be there and sings along. And I think they really enjoyed singing some of the English songs, yeah. whether it was Country Roads or even just We Are the Champions or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And just like songs that they recognize mm -hmm. and then the whole tent was singing yeah. it. So that was made me really happy. But okay, then of course, good. yeah, some people I for example said my favorite favorite activity was the bike tour that we did in Munich, which mm. was really cool. Oh, okay. Like a three and a half hour bike tour instead of a walking yeah. tour, a bus tour, um, which is honestly the best way to experience the city and to experience the city like a local because mm -hmm. a lot of people take their bikes. And I used to take my bike yeah. everywhere in Munich. Same. And so we went to like the English Garden and mm -hmm. places that you can't really go by car. And if you do everything walking it's just going to take you all day and you'll be tired exactly so um yeah some other people said they really liked Salzburg because it was so cute yeah for some people definitely the sound of music tour that mm -hmm. we did in Salzburg <laughs> which was the first for me because of the sound of music we talked about it and we had a yeah we had a whole, ep a whole episode about <laughs> yeah. it yeah um it's not really something that austrians or germans necessarily know yeah and so those tours are mainly um, catered towards American tourists. I know you've done it before. Yeah, I've done one with my parents before, yeah. <laughs> yeah, was it mainly Americans on that tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I think it was like 90% American, then there were a couple Brits. Okay. And I think there was like one, I forget where in Asia they were from, mm. but an Asian group as well. Yeah, I think it's the movie is also big mm -hmm. in some Asian countries. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that so before. It was, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's fun though. But honestly, I was positively surprised by the tour because I felt, okay, you know, for me, it's just going to be a nice day but mm -hmm. i'm not really gonna have those fan moments to see yeah. all the locations but the locations are just so pretty i was by gonna themselves. say yeah the locations are beautiful yeah so it didn't even matter i mean yeah. i've i've watched the movie before we watched it together yeah <laughs> and that was the only time i've ever seen it i was gonna watch it before the tour on the trip uh -huh. but every single night i kind of thought that you know after dinner people are going to be exhausted and we're going to just be at the hotel room and we can rest and i could work a little Everyone bit maybe party prepare. it just yeah never happened it's not that we yeah, always partied no. it was just we would stay out a little bit later and then uh you're just also so exhausted from yeah walking all day and just traveling all day that i fell asleep pretty early every yeah. single night so yeah, that one night I was going to be like, yeah, let's watch The Sound of Music tonight. And uh, I fell asleep before we could even start the movie. <laughs> of course, of course. And then, of course, in Vienna, we saw all the Zissi stuff, which mm -hmm. is kind of my Sound of I Music. I still haven't seen Zissi. Uh, I need to. Time. I know. They have it on Amazon Prime with English subtitles, but they don't have a dubbed version. Okay. It's from the late 50s or early yeah. 60s. Um, and it's in, in German, but also like, like Austrian a little mm -hmm. bit. It's not really Austrian dialect, but they have like Austrian accents. An Austrian twang. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so that was really cool for me then in Vienna to just like see the Schönbrunn Palace yeah. and the Hofburg. And there's a Sissi Museum even. Yeah, especially because it was your first time in Vienna. Yeah, well, it was my so. first time. Uh, people asked me how, how it was. And honestly, it was exactly how I expected mm -hmm. it to be. So very, very pretty, like such an old town. Yeah. Um, just every single building, especially like in the first district. Mm -hmm. So like downtown, downtown, it's just every, everything is just old and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> we had this experience where we walked through the pedestrian zone there and mm -hmm. there was just this, this opera singer just yeah. at the corner just singing opera and she was so good. And she had this beautiful um, like skirt gown, on, yeah. like a gown that was lighting up. So I don't know, it was just very romantic mm -hmm. and very European for sure. Yeah.
great I love Vienna. great end to the trip. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. And then you came back to Munich and I think you went to you got an, you had an American experience. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. That well, was last right? night. Um we met up with my brother and his girlfriend um for our first night back in Munich and we don't really have that much time left. Oh, by the way, um whole other thing. I wanted to throw in you probably noticed by this point that my voice sounds weird. Um, that is due to everything I just told you. It's due yeah. to Oktoberfest, um, just screaming around, trying to explain to 12 people in a, in a very loud tent what the menu is mm. and how to order and how to tip and all of that. And then during the group trip, too, we were at loud restaurants sometimes yeah. and, you know, just trying to talk to a big group of people. Um, probably that last night where we stayed out until 4 a.m. didn't really help either. I was going to say, I think that definitely didn't help. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, so last night we went to that American diner here in Munich and I think it's been open for a while mm -hmm. I don't th that's not a new place at all but I had never been there and Ben was kind of like after all this traditional food that we've yeah. had because we've had a lot of Bavarian cuisine yeah. slash also then Austrian cuisine which for the most part it's is very, very similar, similar yeah. um he, he said, was give like, me a burger and yeah, fries. Yeah, he was like, hey, can we go to McDonald's today? And I was like, well, maybe we could actually get go to a burger restaurant. Yeah. And we looked it up and it was so cool. It looks like an American diner, literally. Mm. Um, really cool interior. And then the menu is pretty authentic. Well, as as authentic as it can as get. It can the um, Timo and Steffi had the Philly cheesesteak. Oh, they have Philly cheesesteaks. But they have German bread. Wow. <laughs> so like, but I think they like that yeah, even better. Like yeah. it was like the good German bread mixed with the good filling but um yeah. or they have um schorle like yeah. on the menu like of course it's not going to be full-on american mm -hmm. but pretty pretty good i had um a veggie burger ben had a cheeseburger and chicken fingers and nice. a really good milkshake and you always complain yeah, about exactly I, it's on, now high on my list of places to go yeah that milkshake was top notch <laughs> <laughs> um so that was that was a really fun experience because it's kind of like when I go to a German restaurant in the U.S. and yeah. I can kind of like judge it uh -huh. or people ask my opinion. I was like constantly like, Ben, what do you think? Is this authentic? What do you, what do you think of the yeah. sauce? Um, I don't think they had ranch. He complained about that. He was like, God, they need to yeah. put ranch on their I, menu. I was walking around the Max Vorstadt here in Munich uh, the other day mm -hmm. and I saw they have a wings place. Okay. And I need to go try that out. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't see that very often. Let us know how it is. Yes, well, let us know on Instagram. Oh, good. exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> and so we begin. No, now it begins. I think that was all of my updates. I was going to uh, say, did you have enough. anything else you wanted to? Nope. Yeah. Well, maybe with that, then we talk into the So It Begins portion. Yes. Of talking about the end of the... We're like ignoring it, ignoring it, ignoring it. And then but... I said, oh, yeah, let us know how the wings place is. And then it's like, fuck, where yeah. is he going to let us know? Well, maybe... Um, on my YouTube channel in a special, maybe we're going to do a special episode yeah, just about the wings place. Who knows? There you go. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, but yeah, I think then looking now at the main topic of this episode yeah. of the podcast and the end of the podcast, um, maybe we can Should talk. Should I add some sad music to this part? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but maybe we can talk a little bit about how this podcast began and like yeah. what it was like for us at the beginning. I mean, I, the way I remember it, at least, and I'd be interested to hear your perspective or like how you remember it. But I remember, I don't even know exactly what the impetus was for you to invite me onto your channel for, I think it just was an idea uh, for you to have a video of 
me speaking German. Yeah, basically, like, hey, look at this American who speaks such good German. Basically, because every person that had ever met you, yeah. every friend of mine or relative of mine or just any other German, including mm -hmm. myself, couldn't believe yeah. that you're not a native speaker. Yeah. So, yeah. I actually had a really, jumping back into the updates, I had a really funny uh, experience the other day. I went to the dentist. Yeah. Um, and I really like the dentist I go to, especially the dental hygienist. She's so nice mm -hmm. and she explains everything she's doing. Like mm -hmm. I have a tiny little chip in my tooth okay. and I didn't know where it came from. And she was like, oh, let me get a mirror and show you exactly where it came from. It's because I'm grinding my teeth at night. And mm -hmm. like, like she was very thorough in the way that she was explaining things. Uh, and then she was like, I, if you're using any like products, uh, like for your teeth, like whitening or anything, um, don't trust anything American is what she said. <laughs> She's like, anything from the U.S., don't trust it. Oh, shit. And I, I said to her, like, so I shouldn't trust myself? <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I was like, I'm American. <laughs> she didn't know? No. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she's like, I ran straight into that one. I was like, don't worry about it at all. But it was very funny. Yeah. Um, but there we go. It's because people exactly. can't tell. And I think that's why I wanted you on my channel because like, I thought that was a great video topic. Yeah. And it was really a really fun conversation and mm -hmm. a fun video. And then in that the comments, was like three and a half years ago, which is crazy. I remember us being in my parents' basement mm -hmm. when we when we recorded that. Mm -hmm. I think was it right before the pandemic started? Or? It was during. Yeah, it was like May of twenty twenty. Yeah, because I had moved back to my parents. I think like not officially moved back to my parents, but like during the pandemic, I went to stay with my parents oh, really? for a couple weeks. Yeah, oh, because I was okay. I didn't want to be alone by myself mm -hmm. in my apartment. Um. So, yeah, I remember us being there and recording it. And then the comments were so positive. And the views also got a lot <laughs> yes, of views. Yes, it got a lot of views <laughs> and the comments were really positive. And people were saying in the comments that we should consider doing a podcast together. Yeah, because this video, it was a little bit different than my most of my other videos mm -hmm. were at the time or still are. It was just us sitting down and talking. And it was yeah. a little bit longer, I think over a half hour. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was Yeah, it wasn't scripted. Like, yeah, it wasn't scripted. And it was kind of like a little podcast yeah. episode already, basically. So. so it was a good springboard, if you will, for like for potentially starting a podcast. Yep. And we said, why not? We have yeah. a lot to talk about, especially because in our private lives, we have these type of conversations all the time. Like mm -hmm. everything that we just talked about regarding your trip, we just talked about before. <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we said, yeah, it would be a cool experience. I think at that point I was toying with the idea of maybe moving to Germany. Mm -hmm. um, but we said, yeah, that's, let's give it a go. You know, uh, it would be a fun little project for us to have. Yep. Uh, the little project turned into a bigger project. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of how I remember the beginning or like the reason why we started. Do you have anything that you would add to that? No, I don't remember if like I asked you or if we both brought it up or like how, like if there was a moment where we were like, hey, would you like to make a, a podcast with Yeah, me? I don't remember the details. I think maybe you said like, have you seen these comments? Okay. Maybe. And then we were like, well, what do we think about that idea? Yeah. <laughs> and then it kind <laughs> like, of... A, could you see yourself yeah. do that? Yeah. Because I didn't really know if that was going to be your thing, if you yeah. wanted to be um, on the air, mm -hmm. on camera, etc. So that's how I remember too. And then we kind of sat down a few times together to kind of plan everything. And, yeah. I remember uh, being like in the, the coming over to your place, sitting outside in the, in the sunroom, the, the sunroom yeah. and planning everything out. Like, and then I think it took a few months um, and we launched it then in October of 2020, which means that now that it's October of 2023, it's exactly three years. That's insane. Which we didn't really think that the podcast was going to go that long, or I think no. we just didn't think anything. We didn't really, really have any expectations or plans. No, I remember we planned out of like a couple, like 
episodes mm-hmm. for us to have a an engroben plan, mm-hmm. a general plan of what we wanted to do or talk talk about at least for the yeah. first couple episodes. And then we said we'll figure it out as it goes exactly. along. Um, and as long as it's fun for us to continue to do, then we're we're gonna do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a cool experience for me too, kind of to enter into a different world, kind of more into your world yeah. of like editing and all of that. At the beginning, I I dipped my toe a little bit in uh, editing, and yeah. you you taught me how to do like very basic stuff mm-hmm. and I remember like I would I would try to do some editing and then of course you would check everything because we wanted to make sure it was good yeah at the beginning for sure and then at some point you were I think you were I just like, like yeah, too much too much work which it is it's a lot of work but I mean you did figure out everything that when it comes to recording I mean you have your microphone yeah you know how to use Adobe Audition that's usually where we record yeah. our stuff um and all of like how to level the audio mm-hmm. and all of that what clipping means yeah <laughs> so I mean it was a huge learning curve for me and a huge learning experience so that was something that I really valued especially at the beginning um but then also the conversations that we've been able to have mm-hmm. have too I think that's one thing that we've talked about like we have these daily not daily conversations but these type of conversations especially when we were living in the same city yeah. so often yeah so being able to bring that to the world and i think especially because at least in the midwest i'll say you don't have as many foreigners or mm-hmm. like these type of conversations about different cultures and that's something that was really close to my heart and i know mm-hmm. it's something that's really close to your heart as well especially if you living i mean at the time you were the only one living abroad true <laughs> um so it was a really fun way for us to bring that to the world and, and yeah take this kind of passion topic and and put it out there for people to to enjoy but also like just sitting down and um consciously just talking about this topic for an hour or so because i mean we would have these casual conversations but of course it was never really planned and we weren't really like let's talk about this topic let's talk about that topic and i think that was really interesting to talk about things more intensely than we Mm -hmm. maybe would at a bar where like we talk about it for five minutes and then something else comes out exactly and And we have to talk about football yeah or like (laughs) (laughs) or there's other people and we don't want to exclude them the entire time yeah exactly Exactly. And then I think like another cool aspect, and I remember you mentioning this at the beginning and I was like, yeah, I hadn't put words to it, but I totally had the same feeling was when we started to invite people like guests Mm -hmm. and, 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 and interview them, like especially our friends, their conversations that we wouldn't have any other time no. you know like because it would how, be weird to like sit down your friend and be like hey so tell me all about how you feel about this cultural aspect and yeah. what was it really like for you to move here <laughs> yeah exactly um so i know that was something that we both have really enjoyed about the yeah. opportunity that this podcast has presented to ourselves absolutely i think for me i know we wanted to talk about maybe some of our favorite episodes but i think for me some of the favorite epi- episodes were definitely with our friends or people mm-hmm. that we already knew but also with other people from our niche, I guess. So people that we've been watching on YouTube or listening to in podcasts, like Nelf, for example, or... um, Black Forest Family. Exactly. Or Antoinette, Emily, who was from New Zealand, which brought in a whole other aspect. And Mm -hmm. I love her videos. And I'd never really talked to her that much before. With Nelf, I'd done videos before together. But... um, that was just like so much fun. Or Rachel Stewart, who, by the way, sent us a little surprise for this episode um, from Meet the Germans, which I know like most people who've watched my videos or listened to our podcast mm-hmm. have come across the DW Meet the German series, yeah. Meet the Germans series. Uh, <laughs> one more time. <laughs> have come across the DW Meet the Germans <laughs> series. There we go. <laughs> um, this, yeah. Honestly, doing a podcast and just talking is not as easy as you might think. Yeah. So that was just always cool to have these people 
mm. on the podcast or even Liam Carpenter, which we just interviewed yeah. recently, or Aramis Merlin, like so many people from the niche, from the from the bubble, and to ask them our questions and kind of have the worlds come by. And that was always really cool for me. Yeah, it, it provides a unique opportunity to talk to those type of yeah. people and hear their thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I even think about uh, when we interviewed Jay or mm. when we interviewed... Um, Yannick and um, Joss. And Joss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, also from the bubble. Yeah. Exactly. Like, there are so many opportunities that this podcast has presented to us to be able to have those type of conversations. Yeah. Um, which has been really, really cool. Yeah. That's definitely been one of my favorite. I also, should we talk about favorite episodes yet? Maybe, maybe not yet. Okay. Um, I was also going to mention, like, just memories from the beginning as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Because when you were living somewhere else when we started. Yes, in my, my college house. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember we would always have to, re- I mean, we record upstairs like, at your new place too, but it was so hot. It was, yeah. The AC so really hot. And I talked about there. that earlier today. <laughs> like, I remember sweating and I would always have to like sit there. Yeah, I'm sorry about the circumstances, uh, but I mean, we okay. at least we had a space. For and, sure. Um, yeah, not yeah. complaining. I just rem- <laughs> that was a distinct memory from the I beginning. Was... And I always had, like rearranged my office up there because it was yeah. not that big of a room, but it was a dedicated office. So honestly, mm-hmm. at the time, that was already like a pretty big step for me. That yeah. I lived in this house with five bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And um, at the beginning, when I lived there, I just had my bedroom and then there was four other roommates. And then the second year I lived there, I decided to rent out a second room for myself mm-hmm. because at the time I was already working from home for YouTube. And I was doing everything in my bedroom. And even though the rooms in the U.S. tend to be a little bit bigger than most bedrooms in Germany, it was getting a little cramped in there with my bed and my desk. And then when you set up your camera, you have your lights and the camera and you need some distance between the camera and you. So it was honestly a lot. (laughs) And whenever I set it up, I had to then break it down entirely. I couldn't just have everything sit around there. So like I would break down my lights or put them somewhere in the corner Mm. and break down my tripod and everything um and then i would just go from my bed to my desk which was literally right <laughs> next to my bed um and edit there and it, it was a lot especially during the pandemic I was yeah. like, Ooh. and then i was working out in there too um so I rented out that second room as my office and recording space. And every time that we then recorded the podcast yeah. up there, I moved my desk in the middle <laughs> of the of the room. Then I moved my camera to the other side. Yeah. And I, like all the lights were being moved. Um, then we always had to make sure that Izzy wasn't bothering mm-hmm. us, my cat, because she was always trying to be in there. And we always had to like grab her and chase her and bring her, like lock her into my bedroom because yeah. she does not like being alone even to this day. She always wanted to be in there with us. And then making sure that, like, my roommates weren't being super loud while we record. Mm-hmm. I always had to tell them, like, hey, just so you know, today we're recording a podcast episode from this time to this time. Yeah. It would be great if you're not being too loud. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many things that go into it. I remember, too, at the beginning, like, the uh, sometimes we would have some technical difficulties with, mm. like, the splitter for the microphone yeah. and, like, all of that that came with us being in the same place together. Yeah. And then... I decided to move or I got the opportunity to move. And then I feel like took our concept for the um, po- podcast even further. And yeah, because we didn't I wonder, know yet. When we planned exactly. the podcast, we didn't know it was going to be a German living in the U.S. and a, an American living in Germany. Yeah. And there I, was a possibility for it, but exactly. it wasn't the plan. Yeah, And I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the podcast would have lasted as long if I were still living in the U.S.? I think so. I personally think mm-hmm. so, because I, th- I feel like there's still, I mean, it seems like yeah. you, don't, you don't agree, but like, I think that there are still so many topics that we've talked about maybe doing at some point or yeah. guests to invite mm-hmm. that we haven't gotten to. So I think whether we'd still 
be as passionate about it. I mean, I don't know what you would have moved on to in the U.S. in terms of like your job. Or yeah. if you would have maybe moved to a different city. I think if you had moved to a different city within the U.S., then I think it would have yeah. probably stopped. Because I don't because then I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe yeah. not. But then at least you moving to Germany brought all this extra stuff to talk about. Whereas yeah. you moving to a different city in the U.S., mm -hmm. maybe you wouldn't have wanted to stay connected to all that like German. Oh, I definitely think I would. But yeah, maybe I see you would have focused more on making friends in the yeah. new city and spending time with <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. your environment there. Yeah, and it wouldn't have necessarily had um, topics for the podcast. Yeah, no, I, I see know. what you're saying. No, it just it just was a. <laughs> thought that I just had like yeah. hmm, I wonder if it would have continued what, this long what do you think I think I think I would still have a lot to say but back then I hadn't lived in Germany like that lived much. lived yeah. like I had done three month stints mm -hmm. so I kind of had experiences in Germany and knew a lot of Germans mm -hmm. but to be able to get into more of the deeper stuff um or like being able to, I we have a couple uh episodes about my move yeah um and then a lot of the people that I've met here Uh, I've also had we've also had the opportunity to interview so like mm -hmm. that's why I'm like mm, I don't know because a lot of those interview guests I probably never would have met yeah it but would it would look different it would very look very different, different for sure yeah uh, so just an interesting thought yeah. that I was just like, hmm, I wonder yeah I remember that when we first planned the podcast you had another job offer mm -hmm. in Germany and then that fell through but then you were still kind of like well it, I might still yeah. maybe consider this and then it kind of happened pretty quickly yeah it happened really quickly once I Yeah, there was, I think the pandemic kind of pushed me towards it, you know, mm -hmm. like I need to do something different. Um, and yeah, the job opportunity came up really quickly and I said, why not? Yep. You know, uh, I remember that when we first started the podcast, you already said, I think I should have my own microphone that mm, I own because yeah. if I move to Germany, then I need to take it with yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm, my memory is so bad with these type of things. I know your memory is a lot better uh, when it comes to I, I think I just details. remember different things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I think me moving to Germany... I think elevated like the concept of the podcast. For sure. It definitely of, brought it to the, maybe not just the next level, but it kind of made the concept come full circle in yeah, a way to like, more especially us literally switching cities. It's like crazy. what are the odds? I'm from Munich, live in Cincinnati. You're from Cincinnati, live in yeah. Munich. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so crazy that that yeah. happened. Um, and it's been really cool to be able to like, I think I was talking to you about this document that move almost and like yeah. the first couple years here yeah you did i um, mean we didn't do like that many um episodes just dedicated to that but no. we did like one when you first moved yeah so you can look back at that and kind of see what your experiences were yeah. at the time you had just moved into your first vicky uh -huh. that was temporary and you were yeah. looking for the long-term vicky where you still live now mm -hmm. which was like a great yeah choice a great, so yeah. so lucky um and like all of the issues moving during a pandemic that was yeah. kind of the, the title of the episode mm -hmm. too and then we did a one-year update yep we haven't done i thought two, I did we do a two-year update too i don't think there was a two-year update <laughs> i think maybe there were three i don't know two or three parts of yeah. like You Josh guys probably Germany. know better what our episode <laughs> list looks like. But yeah, and then also like being able to record in person when you were visiting Munich and then cool. I was I was visiting uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, this is honestly kind of the ideal recording space too because, yeah. Um, yeah, as you can see, we've never really talked about it, but as you can see um, here in Munich at my parents' place, I kind of have like a more professional recording yeah. setup, which is very lucky and it comes in very clutch. <laughs> Yes. And so we don't have to deal with like the technical difficulties. Mm -hmm. For everyone who understands microphones, I just want to throw out there the reason why we had technical difficulties was because we were trying to record with two USB mics. Mm. 
which is a lot more tricky, a lot trickier than having two XLR mics. Um, that's pretty easy to connect through an interface. With two USB mics, it's you have to do it through the laptop and it causes technical <laughs> issues sometimes. But sometimes not. Like sometimes yeah. it worked great and then sometimes sometimes we just had weird noises on the recording. Super finicky. And then if you try to combine a, one USB with one XLR, that's also tricky. <laughs> but anyways. And this is why I was so thankful that you were there because <laughs> if it were if it were me handling things, we never would have gotten it off its feet. Yeah, but I mean, it was definitely a journey. And um, I will say it was definitely more work than expected, but yeah. that's always the case. Every single video I make, every single radio piece that I even made before I ever started YouTube when I still lived in Munich and worked for radio stations. And I've heard this from people who work in TV too, like who've been doing TV for 30 years. Every single piece of like production always takes longer than you think. Even mm. if you've done it a thousand times and you technically know it's going to take that long, yeah. you're still going to think, nah, this one's going to be pretty easy. <laughs> like, this is straightforward. This is going to be quick. And so, yeah, the podcast was definitely more work than initially expected. Yeah. Um, we also always like had the video and the audio and then different platforms mm -hmm. like a Patreon, which the Patreon support has been insane over the three yeah, years. Yeah, like, it really has. Huge shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, the ones who are currently a Patreon yeah. supporter and the ones who have been in the past. The hangouts that we did, that was a whole other layer yeah. of the podcast too, like the Patre the video hangouts. Yeah, I I think that's one of my favorite parts of the podcast as mm -hmm. well. You know, just like we're sharing things from our lives, but then getting to talk to people who are interested in hearing about it, like yeah. that's first of all crazy that it's people wild. are willing to give some money just to talk to us and and, and support us also. Yeah, but um, also then we can actually talk to them in person and have direct interaction. Yeah. Which for podcasts, obviously we have each other. Yeah. But in terms of interaction from you guys, we always only see the comments and the emails mm -hmm. afterwards. So it's obviously a little delayed in that sense. Yeah. And it's been cool getting to know the Patreon supporters as well. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, we, we know a lot of them. Yeah. Like, pretty well almost it's like, like what having... they do for work yeah. where they live like <laughs> yeah. it's it's been a really cool experience to kind of develop that community as yeah. well absolutely uh, which i didn't expect at all at no the no i think i mean we just started a patreon because i had my patreon for my channel at the time already mm -hmm. and i knew that it was really cool and people sometimes are asking for ways how can we support you yeah. and that is a way that you can but you don't have to mm -hmm. um and so we just decided to do one for the podcast didn't really expect much of it mm -mm. but it was a really nice financial support yeah um obviously not like the world that we made with that but it definitely made up for like the time that we yeah. spent um on everything and just the the work and everything mm -hmm. that went into it so yeah thank you guys so much yeah. to you patreon yeah. supporters another cool thing about patreon too was like we did have a lot of Germans and Americans in one call mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. So then like to, we would talk about the cultural differences that we see. And then we would put like these <laughs> Americans and Germans in a call together. And then like they would butt heads sometimes <laughs> about of. different topics. Not really butt and heads. And with us but, too. And with okay, us. Okay, one of the biggest um, points of criticism that we've gotten, I think, yeah. is whenever we bitch about German customer service. <laughs> and then so many Germans are like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Which uh, I, I agree with you sometimes, but we yeah. just... We went to dinner this time around mm -hmm. that we were, not dinner, well, dinner and the bars um, with Niklas and them when they mm -hmm. were in mm -hmm. town for yeah. Oktoberfest. Um, and we had that one experience at the bar. Oh, that was we, horrible. I was so mad. It was horrible. <laughs> and we horrible. both kind of looked at each other. We were like, yep, yet again. <laughs> it was crazy. We were, 
No, I mean, just crazy. I don't know if it's worth getting into. The, okay, I have to tell it briefly. But we were at this bar and there was plenty of, there were what, nine of us, eight of us? Yeah, something like that. Um, It was a small corner, but definitely space for all of us to fit. We're all good friends. We can sit close to each other. And it's this kind of bar. It's like, it looks like a library and has like little stools and like seating corners, like not yeah. really, not really tables and chairs, but like it's kind of um, more improvised of like how you can, your seating arrangement can be more improvised. Yeah. You take little stools. P- push them um, together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we were like, okay, that like this is the perfect corner for us. We're all fit. Yeah. And then like a waiter comes up to us and says, how many are you guys? And we say, I don't know, nine. Yeah. And he's like, you think you're going to fit there? Yeah, with this attitude yeah. too. Yeah, and I said, yeah, it's not going to be a problem. Like, we'll we'll manage. Yeah, and he's like, no, you won't. And he said, and I don't want you to because I have to walk through here. Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay, but he, in America, I think for the most part, he would have then suggested an alternative. Yeah, which he didn't. He was just like, no, you can't. With like here. a huge attitude. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went and sat there and it wasn't a problem at all. No, we all fit. He was still able to walk through. But when he took our drink order too, he was very short with us. Yeah. Um, I think I ordered. Um, like a like a limo, like yeah. a, I think I said like the the lemon soda uh-huh. uh, or whatever, and he said, "Well, which kind?" And yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh," and instead of like asking me, "Would you like this kind or this kind?" Just which kind? And I was like, "Oh, well, give me the menu again. Uh, let me see." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just makes like, you feel bad for yeah. existing. It's like, sorry that I didn't memorize the menu. <laughs> yes, but that's one example where I'm sure some of the Germans in our Patreon call would be like, "Well, you should have known." <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I will say for the group trip, one of the biggest um, feedbacks at the end was that people were very positively surprised with the customer service because mm. I warned everyone just to make sure they don't have a bad experience because yeah. I've had that happen with friends. I think we both have where mm-hmm. like Americans come to Germany and they don't really expect it and then they're kind of thrown off by it and feel like it's a personal attack on them. Yeah. Um, and I have, I've had people ask me that on this trip too, mm-hmm. but I'll get to that in a second. So basically, for the most part, I think people had really, really good experiences with the customer service and I can confirm that too like whenever I was with them too we were so lucky we had the nicest waiters and waitresses I don't know if it was also because we were a bigger group and Mm -hmm. the restaurants or places would kind of assign the better customer people maybe Yeah. but yeah we were just really lucky there was really only a few situations where you know it was standard Mm -hmm. (laughs) where it was like just not that great Um, but someone definitely asked me at some point where I wouldn't even have considered that waitress rude at all. I, yeah. She was just kind of shy and she just always co- reconfirmed. She was like, is that what you said? Like she just repeated the order back to just mm-hmm. make sure. And she just didn't say that much, but I think it was yeah. because she was more shy. Um, but I was asked, oh, I think we're annoying her because we're speaking English. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't yeah. think she's annoyed at all. And she was like, I've, I've had that feeling that like people are kind of annoyed that we don't speak German. And I was like, no, that's literally just that's what I mean when I say the German customer service. Yeah. They will sometimes give you that um, feeling of yeah. you're bothering them or like, uh-huh. but it's not you. Like, they'll give me the same feeling even though I speak German. So For sure. That was <laughs> something that took me the longest to get used to was like when people are direct with you or make you like feel less than or like come off arrogant sometimes mm-hmm. like it's not it's not a personal attack no i mean some of course sometimes it is uh, but i but, think for the most part I've, yeah ben even asked me that a lot too at the beginning he was like oh i think they don't like that i don't speak german and it's like no yeah. they talk to me the exact same way yeah that's just how it is <laughs> exactly it's it's an adjustment for sure yeah but it's subtle enough that i think um 
if you only have one or two dinners in Germany, you would never even notice. Yeah. I think it's something that like after a while you're kind of like, ah, everyone does this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. this everywhere. Um, anyway, so that's, uh, we were just kind of talking about how that was a big point of criticism yeah. and the butt- butting ha- yeah. heads in the, in the Patreon hangout. That was definitely one of the topics. And then how we talk a lot about Bavarian culture mm-hmm. a lot, which that's kind of, I think, why we always make clear that's, that's, that that's where we live and yeah. have lived, that of course most of our cultural comparisons are between Munich specifically mm-hmm. and Bavarian culture compared to the Midwest. Because yeah. neither of us have ever lived anywhere else in, exactly. in the U.S. Yeah, I think that was one thing that surprised me actually at the beginning of the podcast. I remember we did an episode about homes, mm-hmm. like the differences between homes. Yeah. And in the comments there were people like, Josh, like that's not like the case at all for, for us in Florida or mm-hmm. in the Southwest. And mm-hmm. I was I didn't think about that at all. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, yeah. we just talked about that. And what's always funny with me, for me with that is that I've definitely traveled a lot through the U.S. Mm-hmm. and I know you have too. And I've never really noticed major differences in how, like, I mean, I've been to Florida and mm-hmm. I've been to Florida. Um, and some of these things where people say, no, I like it's com- it's the opposite of what yeah. you just said. I've at least never like noticed it like mm-hmm. that. Or some people will say, no, like American hotels always have the handheld shower heads. And I'm like, I don't think a single hotel I've been to in the U.S. had that. Maybe one or so, yeah. but I've been to a lot of hotels in the U.S., yeah. especially because I, before I moved there, I travel, always mm. came there as a tourist. And then it's like sometimes how two experiences are so vastly yeah. different. <laughs> and I think that's one thing that has been cool about this podcast as well is it gives you the opportunity to hear other people's yep. uh, perspectives Absolutely. and you can learn from it too. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, at least it was important then from that episode on to always talk about like, we're talking about the differences between Cincinnati and the Midwest. And these are our personal and our personal, Yeah. And I hadn't thought about that before. So yeah. it's been a cool growing experience as yeah. well. For I sure. still sometimes get comments on my videos, even on my YouTube channel, yeah. um, about stuff like that, where even though I feel like it's it's been implied and I've said it in so many yeah. videos and I've gotten comments from other people that say, hey, you don't have to repeat that every single time, yeah. that this is obviously a generalization or that other experiences might be different. And then I get the other comments <laughs> where, where they're like, why are you generalizing the U.S.? And it's like, well, I guess I have to say it over and over again. You're never going to be able to appease everyone. No, and like, no. I think that's also been a learning experience for me. I mean, you had your YouTube channel before starting this, but you're like, OK, like, especially when you put yourself out there in the interworld uh you just kind of like have to accept the fact that people aren't going to agree and some people might not be the nicest in their comments but i have to say our community and like in the comments everything that we've heard has been overwhelmingly positive and supportive um so thank you guys for making uh it's such such (laughs) a nice experience for us as well that's true but yeah, maybe speaking of nice experiences, do mm-hmm. we want to talk about our favorite episodes? Yeah, let's do that. Cool. I don't, I don't necessarily like to rank them per se. And yeah, even mine aren't difficult. like, <laughs> and even mine aren't necessarily one episodes, but more topics or like the type of episodes that yeah. we did. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe you start with one of, uh, we both chose our top three. Right? Yeah, uh, kind, or, kind <laughs> of. I mean, okay. So the one thing that I wrote down, I already said that earlier was, all the guests from our niche. Yeah. I, I love that. So that's like a collective, like, love that. Um, I already mentioned some names earlier, but also like the Whiskey Guys mm-hmm. or, well, we mentioned Justin Yannick. Um, just those conversations with people that we kind of knew before yeah. because like you interact on Instagram mm-hmm. or something like that or you comment on each other's stuff, but you never really actually got to know the person yeah. in like a long conversation. So that was always just really cool. Then I wrote down Frau König. Yeah. I think we share that one. (laughs) We share that one for sure. 
that was, I think, one really cool thing for me, especially because knowing how the podcast st- started, you know, like with me speaking German on your channel, and she's she's such an essential part of that for yeah. me and the one who kind of inspired me to continue to learn German. So it was really cool to be able to, and I said this in the episode as well with her, to be able to kind of present that to the world um, of like, this was my inspiration and I learned all of these things from her. Yeah. And yeah, for me, she's a very special person. Absolutely. Um I think she got great feedback on the episode too. A lot of people were like, I wish I had had a teacher yeah. like her. Yeah. Yeah. She's an amazing person. And it was, and I think you'll see that's like a, a reoccurring theme in my favorite episodes is being able to bring people who mean a lot to me in my life and like have really formed me as a person or brought different perspectives to my life and be able to share that with other people. Yeah. Um, it has meant a lot to me. And mm-hmm. that was like a really, really cool mm-hmm. thing that you, it was not the first, I think was it the first time you met her in person. Um, I don't think so. No, I think I had we met, met her yeah. before, but it was definitely the first time that I had an actual long conversation with yeah. her. Because before that, I think I met her once. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like at one of the German events yeah, where we didn't briefly. really have a lot of time to talk. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, then we also talked on the phone with her one time. Because yes. <laughs> when I first started my master's, this was before we ever started the podcast yeah. and before my YouTube channel was even a big thing. Um, when I started teaching German at the University of Cincinnati, um, you had always had all these great... Um, Iselsbrücken, what's, yeah. what's the word again? I, Mnemonic I, devices yeah, exactly. and all of that. And all of these tables that you had mentioned to me, how mm-hmm. you learned the endings and all of that. And I asked you for advice because I was like, that'd be great. I would like to use that for my students. Yeah. And so we called her and she gave us all of her tips. Yeah. And, uh, like me, all of her uh-huh. tips, which was awesome. Yeah. And I used a lot of them yeah. in class. <laughs> but what did you enjoy about that episode? Or like, why, why did it make it on your list? I think just because like, I know how big of a role she played mm. in your German learning story. And I had always ha- heard so many stories yeah. about her and about her classes. Um, that was just great, like her, hearing her perspective and mm. also just her story of like, you know, being from the GDR yeah. and moving to the US. And all of that was fascinating for me too, because it mm. was so different from my story. of yeah. how, And we kind of live in the same area. She mm-hmm. also lives in Cincinnati. And so that was just really, really interesting for yeah. me. Yeah, and for also sure. she's honestly like just this great, like mother figure yeah she has a great personality (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, for sure for sure no it just was i was wondering yeah because it made it onto both of our lists i think it just it was just such a special episode that we have also referred to so many times since then like almost every other episode we mentioned (laughs) that episode and we're like as we said in the episode with Mm -hmm. christina so frau könig um and i i remember how like because I'm usually the person that uploads the episodes mm-hmm. to YouTube. And then whenever we mention episodes, I try to link them in the description box. Yeah. And I try to have this little pop-up mm-hmm. info card that on YouTube kind of pops up in the corner. So I remember how often I've linked <laughs> that specific episode. So that yeah. just feels very special to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Very cool. I think, yeah, uh, maybe another one that was on my list. Like I said, this wasn't a specific one. But uh, it kind of goes in with how much I love languages mm-hmm. uh, and culture. But the dialect series that we yeah. did, you talked earlier just a few minutes ago about how getting the feedback and getting to talk to your listeners, it's not quite the same as the Patreon calls, of course, but 
like being able to interact with your listeners beyond just comments or emails or yeah. whatever it may be. Uh, the dialect ep- episodes were so much fun for me. Yeah. Uh, you also always beat my ass. <laughs> no, but for real, like just hearing your guys' voices, yeah. like, that was so cool. And um, in a lot of the little episode, a uh, lot of the little messages that we got, you guys started out with, hey, I love your podcast. Yeah. And it was just like always cool. And you introduced yourselves. So it just felt like we were kind of talking to someone. So. Yeah. And encouraging as well. And, integrating you guys into the podcast yeah i think that was a really cool opportunity yeah. i i think i think it was your idea at first really? as, or like i don't remember <laughs> i think i think the way it started was you we had switched our hosting platform uh-huh. and there was an opportunity to send voice, voice messages. messages on the hosting platform yeah and then we were like ah well this <laughs> provides like a cool opportunity for us to speak with our or hear from our listeners yeah. And I think that's kind of how it then developed of like, well, okay, what makes sense? How can we integrate them? And then the dialect episode was, or like the dialect series, series yeah. um, was the way that we decided mm-hmm. to do that. And yeah, it was, was always, it was always fun. That was definitely special. Like those were definitely very special episodes. Yeah. It was like we had regular episodes Well, we had duo episodes mm-hmm. then we had episodes with guests and we had the dialect. Yeah. Ones. That was like the third category. And it was cool too, because... I think that also for us is more impact or was quite impactful just because those were episodes that we would do in person as well. Mm, yeah. Because it was easier technically to do yeah, it that yeah, way. Because yeah. like, yeah, I, don't, I couldn't really figure out a good way for us to listen to it at the same time <laughs> and then comment on it at the same time just from a technical point yeah, of view. Yeah. those, sure. And I think those were pretty popular too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you have any others on your list? Okay. For some reason, I don't know why, but like the episodes that I wrote down have more to do with your story than they do with mine. But I think, I don't know, that was just felt like it was very special. Like mm. I wrote down the LGBTQ episode ah, with the with um, Jen, Jen and, and Yvonne yeah, from uh-huh. Simple Germany. Yeah. And that was when you publicly like came yeah, out to uh-huh. our audience. Definitely. And so, and I didn't even think that I knew that you were going to do that until like the day off. Yeah. So you were like, I think I'm going to just like throw it in there since yeah. we're already talking about it. It was Pride Month and everything. Yeah. And I don't know, that just felt special. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Especially like to think back, at least in my story, you were one of the first people that I like came out to as well. Yeah. So like, I think you for you, especially having known me in Cincinnati and how I was when we first met mm-hmm. to how I am now, yeah. there's been quite a progression as far as like me being comfortable with myself. Yeah. Uh, so I could see why that might make it onto your list as well. Yeah. It just, felt I didn't like, even think about it. To it be felt honest. emotional to me yeah. like, just seeing you like say that. And uh, obviously like the community reacted so great to mm-hmm. it, but like, obviously for, for, I think anyone who shares something like that, but, or any other kind of part of yourself that yeah. you've never shared with the public that's just always like a sign of trust and yeah um i was just i just felt great that you felt comfortable to share it with the community and yeah. you wanted to do it on the podcast so oh, that's that cool, cool. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I really didn't expect that to be on your list so yeah that makes me it happy. just like stood out to me yeah and i the last one that i wrote down which i already wrote down mm-hmm. more than three but um was the ones we mentioned earlier about you moving uh, so it's yet yeah. again like one that was important in your life but um especially the first one that mm-hmm. i know we recorded here yeah um Right after you first moved over Yeah, here. I think that was literally, was that like the first week? Uh, yeah, first or second week, something like that. Because we was, celebrated New Year's Eve together. And then it was early January or something yeah. like that, or mid-January. Like, Because it must have still been, been in While you were Germany, here visiting. And I usually don't stay until like that late. Yeah. First or second week of January. Yeah. yeah. So it was 2021, right? 
Yes, because okay. I technically moved in December 2020. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right after Christmas, yeah. so yeah, 2021. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> Crazy times. And you were basically still here, like, on vacation. Like, yeah. it was like, you've been here for two weeks. How does it feel? Exactly. <laughs> but we talked about all the um, bureaucracy and everything uh-huh. that you had already been going through. Yeah. And I know we've talked about that a lot on the podcast, too. <laughs> I, it is funny, though, like, because looking back at those episodes specifically, how frustrating it can be to work with, uh, like, deal with German bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. But once you get everything set up, it's like, okay, life is good again, you nice. know? <laughs> but I remember, like, at the beginning, like, for example, I, I I don't know exactly what episode it was in, but when I was telling the story about having to go to the Feierlaubnisbehörde. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, for your driver's license. Yeah, for my driver's yeah. license. And how frustrating that was. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> one of the worst experiences ever. Speaking of that crazy story, not my life, but um, in one of my roommates' lives, um, he's an Italian citizen, so he had an Italian driver's license and then moved to Germany, right? Mm-hmm. And his Italian license, license is now expiring, so he needed to get a German one. Okay. He submits all of his documents to the Liebefeierlaubnisbehörde. That's one of those really nice long German yes, words. Yes, <laughs> exactly. To the basically DMV. And he gets a response back saying, sorry, we can't process your request because you're not registered in Munich. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Like, he he was registered in Munich. Like, he had registered. And then just because he, they, for whatever reason, the postman wasn't able to deliver to, um, I say wasn't able to. He didn't put it in our mailbox and it got sent back to the, to the administrative office. Uh, they just deregistered him with the city. I didn't even know that that was a thing. That, it is. like, if the letter doesn't get delivered that they're just like oh they don't live live there we're gonna need to register them yeah it's crazy that's weird it's crazy so yes again even if you think that your life is all good it might not (laughs) be it might not be (laughs) that actually reminds me of uh back when i was in university like i think i've mentioned this maybe in terms of university differences but while a lot of american universities treat their students like clients because Mm. they kind of are they're paying and stuff and they kind of not kiss their ass, but they really they wipe it. <laughs> would never try to like kick you out or something yeah. like that. They would try anything for you to stay at the university. Um, in Germany, it's very, very different. And uh, there have been friends of mine in the past where they just like suddenly got a letter in the mail saying, oh, you're not now unenrolled from the university because they missed some random deadline that they didn't get a notification about i mean it was listed somewhere but they didn't get a reminder or anything they just missed the deadline to pay their tuition or their student Mm -hmm. fees and then they're just oh you're now unrolled (laughs) which is just crazy because that also has significant consequences on like health insurance and lots of stuff and so i'm not that surprised that they did that with your roommate but at the same time i personally didn't know that they would do it with the Einwohnermelde also with the registration so crazy yeah that's so news crazy. to me <laughs> but so did he register again yeah so then like i helped him we called the feierlaubnisbehörde the dmv you just really like saying that word no don't you? I, I, it was just weird to say dmv i don't i, don't, I never talk about the dmv okay um i never yeah so we called the dmv basically to be like what the heck like yeah. he is registered here and they were like typing 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 uh looks like he was deregistered Call this number. So I called that number and they said, uh, typing, typing, typing. Looks like he's deregistered. I'm like, okay, thanks. What do we do? And they say, call this number. So we had to call another number. And then she was like, oh, yeah, it can happen sometimes. It's not a big deal. All you have to do is set up a new appointment, uh, come in. 
because they wouldn't tell us over the phone why he was deregistered. Okay. Because of Datenschutz and data protection laws. Okay. So then he had to make an appointment, go in. It's like all mysterious. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. <laughs> but it all worked out in the end. But, oh boy. So yes. does he have his German driver's license now? No, because now he has to resubmit the application because he had to <laughs> actually confirm, like, they sent all of the documents back saying we can't process this Fun. because you're not registered yeah, here. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Luckily, he, he did it with enough time yeah. that, like, his German, or his Italian driver's license is still valid. Not like he drives that often, yeah. but, but Yeah. All of that to say German bureaucracy, and we've doc- documented a lot of me having to d- deal with German bureaucracy yep, as well. Absolutely. Uh, which, I mean, I think s- since I moved throughout the, the the period of us doing this podcast, which is why I think we have a lot of episodes related to that. I mean, you were already quite established in, in Cincinnati when we started the episode. Yeah, but it's also not that complicated. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what I was going to say, too. The green card process is maybe. So, yeah, I have a whole videos about that in, yeah. on my channel. But like when I was still on my student visa, et cetera, um, it's a story, but it's more like just one story and yeah. not like a reoccurring thing. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make you run across, run into the wall so yeah. many times. I mean, I will say like technically it's a lot and we've said this before it's yeah. a lot more difficult to come to the u.s legally than it is coming to germany legally yeah. especially as an american yeah. um they don't make it that easy for germans to come to the u.s legally mm-hmm. um or just in general I, yeah. legally by that i mean just like getting a visa um so that is very difficult but then once the process is in process yeah <laughs> um it's, I think, just not, it's a little bit more straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Like, they tell you, this is where you submit your documents, like, period. There isn't, yeah. like, five different numbers you have to call, yeah. usually. I mean, I know that there is cases of people who have been dealing with immigration lawyers in the of U.S. Course. forever. My story was definitely pretty simple. I was very yeah. lucky. <laughs> same here. Same yeah. here. I only have one other, like, topics uh, that was my favorite that I yeah. wrote down or episode that was my favorite. I wrote down, like, the episodes that I had, and I mentioned this earlier, or that we had with... Um, interviewing like my friends that I've made here in, in Germany. So I think of like Letty and Chloe, the mm-hmm. French, my French friends here, um, or Lachlan from Australia or Anna from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, just br- being able to bring those conversations because I do have quite an international bubble here in Munich, bigger than I had in, in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had an international friend group, but it was quite German heavy, I would say. And some Mexicans. And some Mexicans, yeah. <laughs> true. But to bring all of these different perspectives and the conversations, just like the reason, one of the reasons we started the podcast, to bring those perspectives and those conversations to the world. Yeah or put them out there for other people to listen to, um, was a really cool experience for yeah. me. Uh, just to be like, oh, these are people that are important to me in my life yeah. and they have really cool stories. So here yeah. are their stories. And Absolutely. I really enjoy getting to uh, interview them. And like you said, like have those conversations that you wouldn't necessarily have otherwise yeah. with those people. One of the most popular episodes that we had on the podcast was with Niklas, yeah. who's a mutual friend. Uh-huh, exactly. And then I think we had him back on the podcast uh-huh. too, and that one was also pretty successful. Yeah. Like, people just really seem to like Niklas. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing he's in sales. <laughs> yeah, no, that was those were really fun conversations yeah. with him as well. Yeah, I, I, think I, I think we both agreed, would agree on this, I think, that some of our favorite episodes were when we were interviewing people. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because uh, like, it's like brings in a whole different perspectives. Yeah. And it's not just us talking about the same. Because we, in a lot of cases, we already know each other's opinions yeah. on certain topics. Yeah. So we're actually learning something completely new mm-hmm. when we talk to new people. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, let us know in the comments what your favorite episodes were. Yes, good point. Uh, yeah, we would love to. That. We would love to hear your perspectives. Um, or also how, like, what the first episode was that you heard. From yeah, us. what got you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I know that that's always wild when you discover a new podcast or a new channel or something. Like, you don't usually start with the first one that mm-hmm. was ever put out. You usually just start somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and then you'd like go either in chronological order or just like pick and choose like whichever you want to listen to but yeah maybe you remember what the first episode was that you listened to from us and then i definitely also want to know your favorite one yeah yeah it would be it would be cool to know yeah like what what the distribution was and Uh what what truly were people's biggest interests i mean you can kind of tell based off of the views on a video but there are also lots of other factors that go into that so views also always just show how attractive the title and the exactly. thumbnail was that doesn't necessarily mean that the episode was always that great either <laughs> exactly. i mean i hope i hope it was but um sometimes videos don't get that many views but mm-hmm. the people who do watch it or listen to it in our case um really 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 appreciate yeah, it so definitely definitely but yeah i think those were my favorite episodes okay um you have anything else to add on that topic um I don't think so, but it's it's really really difficult for me to choose the favorite yeah, episode. It's, it's so really hard. I could kind of list a lot of. Them, I know. But I was going to say like the points. <laughs> I could keep going on and on. One thing I wanted to talk about as well, which I haven't talked about so far, yeah, is the impact that that podcast has had, like, on my life or your life. Yeah, I think. In your case, it's slightly different because your pr- online presence is so so significantly larger. Um, with your YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. most people recognize you or have talked to you because of your YouTube channel. Or both. But or it's both, like, it's but like yeah. mixed together for a lot exactly. of people. Exactly. Yeah. But for me, in my case, it's like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we do have a, a good following for sure, but yeah. it's nowhere near as big as uh, your YouTube channel, for example. But, like, there are three distinct uh, memories that I have or mm-hmm. experiences that I've had that are related to the podcast that I never would have guessed. Especially because, like I said... We do have a good following, but it's not huge. Um, but I remember once I was at a party at some friends of a, a friend of a friend's house. He had some people over for drinks and I was sitting there on the couch and some guy comes up to me and sits down and goes, are you Josh? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I'm Josh. And he was like, like Josh and Faley. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so awkward. It <laughs> makes it sound like we're a brand or I know, something. like, I was like, oh no, he goes, do you know Faley? <laughs> and I was like, yes. He's like, oh my gosh, it's you. <laughs> and then like, he just was sitting there and like staring at me. It was a, when you'll have interactions with people that are like quite normal still mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh yeah, I recognized you. And it's still a normal conversation. This was not the case. <laughs> he just was like staring at me the entire time and like not asking questions it was so awkward yeah that's weird it was very awkward i mean he asked a couple questions okay. but like it was not a smooth conversation it wasn't like hey that's so cool i'll listen to your podcast let's talk about this and this exactly like, yeah it was just like interesting you know Faye? <laughs> it's like yeah i do Damn. yeah so that was one funny thing that came from the podcast i also remember uh I just switched jobs to my previous job, not the one I'm at now. Um, and we got a new manager in the group. I met, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I, I'm sure I, I told you. I definitely know the yeah, story. Yeah. I think you mentioned it on the podcast. Um, but we got a new manager in our group and like he 
was becoming like more familiar with everyone and part of a group. And then he was like, yeah, I recognized you when I took the position. And I was like, what? This is crazy. He's like, yeah, I, I, I recognize you. It's not, he wasn't like a normal regular listener, but he was like, yeah, I recognize you from suggested videos and all of that stuff. That's just wild. And it's just, it just was so weird for me to think yeah. about. And then there was one time at work as well that another person um, just messaged me like on our like Slack and was like, are you like, Hey, um, nice to meet you. Let's have a, would it be okay for us to have a quick, like let's have a coffee chat, uh-huh. which was super normal at that company just to get to know people, lots of networking going mm-hmm. on. We had, didn't have any shared projects and we sat down and he was like, are you Josh from the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, the yes. It's so awkward. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it was awkward, but I mean, he was super nice about it. Was he the one that recognized your voice? No, that was someone who was just there for like a day. Wasn't there, uh, like, there? I think there was. Some, oh, you're right. <laughs> I forget the details of that story, but I definitely remember someone recognizing my there voice. There was a story, and you've probably told this on the podcast before, where like someone in your old company was in the Munich office, but he usually worked at a different office. Ah, yes. Okay, that's the same guy. It's the same oh, guy. Okay, same guy. Okay. And then he he recognized my voice. And then he messaged me. Okay. And okay. then we had the coffee chat, and he was like, "I recognized your voice yeah, from yeah, the yeah. podcast." It's just crazy. Wasn't to think it basically about. like he heard you talk like in yeah. the office and was yeah, like, yeah. "Come on, <laughs> I know this voice." Exactly. Yeah, he he knew the voice and he looked up my name and then found me. That's wild. Uh, I mean, he was like I said, super nice, and it wasn't yep. like creepy or anything. It just was completely unexpected it's just like for me. Small world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So those are definitely things that have come from this podcast for mm-hmm. me as well. But what about you? Are there any podcast specific things or I guess it's kind of difficult to differentiate yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I, I think that's the case for me. I can't really differentiate which experience was which because I know that definitely some people that I've met in person or that reach out on Instagram or mm-hmm. something listen more to the podcast than they watch my videos and yeah. vice versa. Um, so yeah, it's definitely changed my experience with some people because... I just share more on the yeah. podcast. So some people know personal things that I never full on shared on my channel, yeah. but they know it because I talked about it in the podcast. So mm-hmm. that's how I know if someone's like a true loyal listener. Fan. Yeah, well, not fan. That sounds <laughs> yeah, weird. No, but like if they listen to the podcast, there's also many people who watch, watch my videos sporadically or just yeah. like every now and then who don't even know that this podcast exists, even yeah. though I try to like mention it regularly. But yeah. It just sometimes slips through and they are like, oh, you should start a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I've had a podcast for three years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say for me, like what made the experience very special. I I can't really think of like any super funny stories right Mm -hmm. now. But I mean, at at Oktoberfest, a lot of people recognized me last year and this year, which before last year's Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest was canceled twice Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. And before that my channel wasn't really big so last time i had been to oktoberfest before covid my channel didn't even exist yeah (laughs) and then i was back last year and i was so surprised how many people recognized me both germans and then tourists who came there um again this is probably more related to my channel but Mm -hmm. this year too there were so many people from you know all over the world and lots of germans too that just come up to me and they're like oh my god are you are you feely i love your videos or they just like come come to me and they're like oh my god i love your videos yeah um or some germans told me this year like i think it's really cool what you're doing i really Mm -hmm. like how you represent the culture and which is really cool for you i i I would imagine that being really cool for you because i know like one thing one reservation or one thing that you like about the U.S. is the fact that um, compared to Germany, there aren't as many naysayers. Mm-hmm. 
when you want to have a project. So I can imagine, maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that could be something that's quite encouraging to you when to hear that from, from Germans. Germans. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a couple, as so you're completely right, but there was a couple of people from Munich this year too, where um, they, you know, talked to me a little bit about the videos and what they like about them or the topics. Mm -hmm. And I just said something like, well, so do you approve? Like, <laughs> I think it was like one about my Oktoberfest videos mm -hmm. or something. And yeah. they were like, yeah, like the, this is really cool and interesting. And I was like, so is it approved by another <laughs> native? And they were like, yeah, 100%. Like, I agree with everything yeah. you said. Um, there was also a couple that approached me. That was kind of funny because I was literally, it was like the end of the day, night. It was mm -hmm. dark. And I was in line for Kaiserschmann at one of the booths outside. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like in line waiting and suddenly someone tips on my shoulder and it's this couple and they were like, hey, we just wanted to tell you your videos have helped helped us so much. Mm. We're only here because of your videos. Wow, that's crazy. And I, for, they were from Chicago, I think, but they had um, Latin sounding accents. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what their exact story was, but they said that they only came to Oktoberfest because they had seen my videos about That's it. crazy. And that's just mind-blowing to me in You're general. the reason that there were the most uh, visitors this year at <laughs> yeah, Oktoberfest. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's just wild. Did I yeah. mention that earlier about the most visitors? Or was that off, I, off record? <laughs> I think you mentioned it, oh, okay. but if not, this year had the most visitors. Yeah, that's also why it was so busy and crowded yeah. and extra hot. There was like one and a half million people more than last year. That's insane. And they cracked a record from the 80s. So it was the most visitors at Oktoberfest since the 1980s. Wow. Anyways, back to um, all of the, the podcast stories or uh, video stories. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's always cool for me to meet those yeah. people. But um, I think with the podcast, what I really enjoyed and what I'm probably going to miss in a way is, I mean, I'm going to miss a lot about this, but that I have this platform on here where I can just speak freely mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. not scripted which i want to script my other videos because i want to make sure that everything i say is accurate yeah. and on point and i don't say something in a way that it could be misunderstood mm -hmm. or i say something wrong because i didn't look up the numbers yeah. on this podcast it's implied like whenever we say like oh, we think, think it's something like that you should definitely fact check it <laughs> like whenever yeah. we bring up you know facts that where we talk about um yeah it's not researched information yeah oftentimes <laughs> i mean sometimes for sometimes, some episodes yes. we do research but um this is a casual conversation and mm -hmm. so it gives me this opportunity to just kind of be myself yeah. and talk and make mistakes while i talk and um just share a little bit more about me as a person yeah. which i was never the goal for my other channel mm -hmm. i never wanted that to be about me as a person i wanted it to be about a topic mm -hmm. um and it's definitely become more, a little bit more about yeah. me as a person. I've brought my personality and my personal life in there a little more over over time. But but still compared to the podcast, no Yeah, this is it's just, just me sitting different. down yeah. and chatting. And so I've just always really enjoyed that. And um, I liked when people listened to it and then knew me a little bit better than yeah. how I think I come across mm -hmm. in my videos where mm -hmm. I'm just very much like structured and yeah. going through different chapters of a topic and then that's it and here you can kind of tell all the messy sides about my life as well <laughs> <laughs> exactly no I I, so. I I could i hadn't thought about that but that totally makes sense yeah. like with your youtube channel kind of having to play within the box of youtube and yeah. like the way that you want to present yourself on your YouTube channel is, is just very different than this. So it's, It is very different. And I, I want it to be that way. Yeah. It's just sometimes nice for some topics also to just go more into depth mm -hmm. or be a little bit more 
per, just more personal because a lot of topics like I have my personal opinions or my personal experiences but then I know that's not everyone's experience yeah. so I try to keep it more objective and more like these are the numbers this mm -hmm. is what it's like but then on here I can just sometimes be like well for me like this really really personally yeah. bugs me or yeah. I really really personally love this part yeah. because that's what my personal experience has been like and just like talking about our life updates yeah i think a sure. lot of people said that whenever we skip those which uh -huh. we've done sometimes when we were like pretty tight on time mm -hmm. or we didn't have that many life updates to talk about people are always like where's where was the life update <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah i hadn't really thought about that and uh, what i was thinking about though also while you were saying that was uh, how long these episodes have been yeah <laughs> and how people still hang in there with us you know, I know. like I don't think that was ever our intention from the beginning to have almost an hour and a half long no. episode ever. I think we set like half an hour. Half, half an hour to 40 minutes, <laughs> which like is now just, uh, it's laughable. Yeah. Uh, and whenever we, ever... we put out a shorter episode, like under an hour, um, I think some people like it, but there has been a lot of comments on the shorter ones where it was like, hey, why was this so short? Yeah, it's crazy. I think, especially since we've kind of phased it out some too, like I've gotten used to not having it as... yeah as big of a part of my life but yeah. when we decided to make that like decision to end it yeah. i was like wow this is like an end of an era for sure it, it is but at the same time and i think we've said that when we first announced it it feels right yeah for so, sure so um yeah I, I was also ben asked me today like how do you feel about this and i was like i mean First of all, we're recording pretty early in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if I'm like fully there yet to even like comprehend what's happening. Yeah. And the last three weeks have been such a whirlwind for me that I haven't, there's a lot that I haven't processed yet, like the whole yeah. group trip. Um, but it definitely just feels for both of us yeah. like it's the right step to take. And when something like that happens, that's a good thing to then definitely. take the exit when it's time. Exactly. And I don't really feel like, I know that there is a lot of topics that we talked about or guests that we wanted mm -hmm. to invite that we never got to do that but at the same time um i feel like the things that were the most important to us yeah we did do and that yeah. makes it satisfying in a way like Definitely. if some of the things we had said at the very beginning um some of the major topics if we had never gotten to those it would yeah. probably feel wrong to mm -hmm. end the podcast yeah. but for me it feels like we've we've kind of talked about the things that we really really wanted to talk yeah. about like it could continue oh for sure but we don't feel like it needs to yeah if we had um, two extra days per week, <laughs> exactly. then we could definitely continue it. Yeah. But right now, um, that's also why it has been yeah. phasing out like that. We've just not been able to, yeah. like logistically, we haven't had time yeah. um, with travels and so much other stuff and other yeah. projects and personal lives yeah. also, which are important too. Definitely. It's just not been possible. And so... It is the right time. It's been three really good years. Yeah, it has. It's crazy <laughs> that it's been three years. I know. And you said this earlier, how you've, or how I've seen you change yeah. through like the coming out and, but also moving abroad and mm -hmm. everything. But same for like, you've watched me change. For sure. So much. For like, sure. We met in 2016, which has now been seven years. Yeah. That's a long time. That, that <laughs> uh, seven years? Yeah, that's a long time. That's a time. really long time. Yeah, no, I mean, like, as far as now when I'm thinking about it, yeah, like, when I met you, you were very different than, and not very different, I mean... I'm I mean, still I was you. 22 also. Yeah, yeah. Seven years younger. I had just come to the US. You thought I didn't have an accent then, which is laughable. <laughs> which now when, like, on the 
on your one uh, video where you, I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I showed a recording from back then. And he was yeah. like, oh, she totally has such a strong <laughs> accent. But maybe just compared to some of the other Germans that were at the Stammtisch, I, I didn't have as strong of an yeah. accent. I don't know. <laughs> it, but like, yeah, to think of like the progress that I, or like the... Not progress, the development, personal development in your life. Absolutely. I mean, um, I wasn't been, a YouTuber then. And you're a homeowner. You're. I live in the U.S. permanently. I was yeah. just going to be there for five months. And yeah. It's it's really insane to see what, it's really cool to see what's happened in your life since, yeah. even in the last three years. Yeah. But same for you also. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you had that one time when you stayed in Germany um, for oh, another three months and yeah. it was not a great experience. No, it wasn't. And so I remember after that, I talked to your mom. I think we helped you move that uh -huh, one time. Yeah. Um, it's just wild how, like, how many experiences we've already shared <laughs> yeah. together. Um, and I think she talked about like you possibly moving to Germany. And um, I was kind of like, I feel like after this last experience, it's not really on the top of his list yeah. right now. And I don't know if he will ever do it because you used to talk about it. Yeah. You used to say, oh, I, I think I want to move to Germany at mm -hmm. some point. And then after that, it just didn't really sound like it anymore. No. And it wasn't on your radar for the next two years or so. Yeah. And then at some point it like became an idea again. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think that was difficult for my family to kind of process as well, because like, The last experience I had was really bad. Mm -hmm. Like I was super lonely living in not at like a very nice place. Yeah. The, like the actual apartment itself was really small. Didn't have a social life. Wasn't really enjoying work. Yeah. I just was in a really bad place personally. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that being in a culture that wasn't necessarily the most welcoming um, was just a really bad combination for me. So I think when I came back to the U.S., like, okay, Josh, thank God Josh isn't going to move. Yeah. And then with time, I was like, mm, <laughs> maybe. maybe, maybe. And now here I am. Yeah. Um, and it's been a great decision for you. Yeah. Right? I mean, no. this time around or this time around, when you then permanently moved. Yeah. I mean, you have the craziest social life now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's sad because a lot of my friends and that's like comes with having international friends or like being in these expat bubbles, people move away. Mm -hmm. So like some of my best friends are moving. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how my life changes over the next months yeah. and years. It's kind of wild um, how it's coming together with this too, because tonight yeah. is the farewell party it's for, crazy. for Letty, right? Yeah. Who was also on the podcast, yeah. one of your best friends and has been your roommate for the last two and a half years, almost, yeah. almost three years. Yeah. And then Chloe is also Chloe's moving. Chloe's moving. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot coming, of change. coming together right now. And we talked about that when we first announced the podcast, we were like, nostalgia like if yeah. things are changing it's weird yeah. um it was the same for me in cincinnati too when like um you moved away other people yeah. moved away that used to be part of our german mm -hmm. friend group niklas and alicia eventually moved away yeah. um yeah that that's that is how it is i mean mm -hmm. that is how is it how it is when you stay in your hometown too but i think in this case it's just more extreme because if you have friends who aren't from that place yeah they're very likely to yeah the probability is high yeah yeah no it's a uh, It's not, a, none of it's bad, you no. know, like it's just different. Gotta embrace the change. Exactly. <laughs> Which I haven't, growing up, like I was really, really bad at. Like Same. I, I hated change Same. so much. And then I've, be, I've become the change agent in yep. the sense of like, I'm, I'm the one who's rocked the boat a lot. Um, Same for me. I mean, yeah. um, my parents, I, I think I never noticed that about myself, but my parents always said, oh, feeling and change, not a good combination. Yeah. She wants everything to stay the exact same as it's mm -hmm. always been. And surprise, then surprise. here I am, yeah, living abroad. And, and my parents are so involved in my life in that yeah. sense that they 
they were so nervous during the group trip. Like every day they were Aww. checking the weather and they were always like, oh gosh, I hope nobody gets sick. And then when Ben and I came home on Thursday mm-hmm. night from the trip and everything went well and we made it back safely, they were so relieved. Aww, they're so sweet. <laughs> they're just like so... Um, invested. Invested, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah, But yeah, it's just crazy. Crazy to think about. But like, I think I've had weeks to process it a little bit more mm-hmm. since like we have originally announced it for sure and i i feel like i've come gotten to a very good place about it like eh, me too it's a it's a i'm ha- it's been a great experience it's the right time to end yes, it absolutely. um but we also have one other thing that we want to talk about or i guess technically two but we talked about how we like hearing your guys comments and having that interaction with you so what we've done, or I say, I should say Faley did, was she's gone through and gotten some comments from you guys about how the how the podcast has been to you and what it's meant to you. And we just thought it would be a cool opportunity to recognize you guys for giving your feedback and sharing it with other people too, so you can hear how the podcast has impacted other people and how they've enjoyed it over over the years. Yeah. Which is crazy. Let's read some comments. Okay, so for example, on YouTube, we got a few comments. This one's from Joachim and said, Hi, UTS will end soon. For me, it was always fun to watch it and a good practice for my English. Thanks for all the good time. I'm 59 years old. Can't wait for the next episode. Take care and have fun. Uh, Someone else said, Boo, hiss, I'll miss you guys. And there was definitely a lot of comments also that said, um, you should continue and different, different ideas of how we could continue the podcast. And while we do appreciate all of those for sure unfortunately this this is our decision yes yeah some things just have to come to an end yeah we also have a comment from andrew it is super sad that the podcast is ending but what is a positive is the inspiration that the youtube channel and the podcast have inspired so many like me to reach out of our comfort zone and reconnect with the people and culture that shapes the american culture and language so many resources have been helpful by your guests and political struggles have been highlighted I love everything about your content and I hope Josh makes time to appear again because I'm very fond of him. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. That's super, super kind. That's really nice. Um, here is a message that is in German that um, a lot of these we got on Instagram, via email, on Patreon, etc. Um, I'm going to read it in German. We'll add subtitles. Hey, Feli. Hey, Josh. Ich wollte euch beiden danken. Ihr beide hattet einen großen Einfluss auf die letzte Zeit in meinem Leben und einige große Entscheidungen. Früher habe ich Englisch als Fach gehasst. Ich lernte die Sprache erst in der fünften Klasse und meine Lehrerin sagte, dass ich es nie schaffen könnte, in Englisch gut zu sein. Ich verlor den Spaß an der Sprache. Vor einigen Jahren entdeckte ich durch Zufall ein Video von Feli. Trotz der Tatsache, dass ich Englisch nicht mochte, wollte ich das Video sehen und habe angefangen, deine Videos regelmäßig anzuschauen. Dann kam der Podcast dazu, ich wurde besser in Englisch und fing an, mich immer mehr für den kulturellen Austausch zu interessieren und in einem anderen Land zu leben. Irgendwann kam dann durch euch beide der Wunsch auf, ein Auslandsjahr zu machen. Morgen geht es zur Botschaft wegen dem Visa. Ah. Wie cool. Ich wollte euch beiden einfach dafür danken und euch wissen lassen, dass ihr zumindest auf mein Leben einen starken Einfluss habt. Wer weiß, vielleicht komme ich ja sogar in die Nähe von Cincinnati. Liebe Grüße, Ira. Oh, that's so sweet, that's Ira. That's so amazing. I'm so excited for you two to be able to embark on this journey. Yeah. And it's a... Uh it's it's no small decision to move abroad um and that trip to the to the embassy or the consulate to do the visa appointment is a huge step like i remember sure. that so well same here i mean i'm driving to i mean yeah you had to go to frankfurt once but, one time yeah the other uh, times was just munich but yeah. still even just going to the consulate in munich to yeah. like it's this official step that you're taking yeah. it feels very important and i was so nervous yeah 
Luckily, I wasn't nervous for the German one. Because you knew you were going to get it anyways. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's a huge step for sure. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for, for sharing that, Ira. Yeah, I, I'm really um, happy that we were able to be an inspiration. Yeah. That, it gives me goosebumps. Yeah, it's really, it's it's crazy because we don't, I mean, we, we know that people listen to this, of course, but like you don't realize. Yeah, you don't think about it, that it's it has, you know, it's a life-changing thing for some people. Yeah, that it can be for yeah. sure. Um. Joseph, I almost said Joseph. Uh, Joseph wrote, "Whoa, you guys are ending the podcast. I'm bummed, but at the same time, I understand. Wish you both the best, and you two really had a great dynamic." Thank you. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> really appreciate that. Um, this one, I think this was from a German, so I guess the name was Thomas or Thomas, but I think Thomas. Feli and Josh, I've just finished your recent episode of UTS, and since you're about to wind it down, I just wanted to drop you guys a line and say I've always enjoyed listening to it and say thanks for all the work you've put into it. I'm a German, okay, yep. <laughs> I'm a German currently living in the US and will return to Berlin in July. Born and raised in Niederbayern, though. It was so fun listening to your cultural observations. Even though I majored in psychology, Diplom, I did an Aufbaustudiengang on the side, which was Interkulturelle Handlungskompetenz, focused partly on the US. And I have to say, you guys really covered all of the relevant information on, in your podcast. So I feel like every listener has some sort of degree afterwards. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Take care and much love, Thomas. That is one compliment. Thank you, Thomas. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can uh, now in all of your CVs and your resumes, you can just put UTS graduate D diploma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, nice. that's crazy. That's 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 really really kind, Thomas. Uh, Thomas. We have one uh, message that came in as a voice message from Ryan. So let's listen to that. Hi, Phoebe and Josh. This is Ryan, and I just wanted to thank you for all the great podcast episodes. I've really enjoyed listening to your stories and hearing your perspectives on the cultural differences between the U.S. and Germany. I am from San Diego, and my boyfriend is from Hamburg, so I can definitely relate to a lot of the cross-cultural experiences you both have had. And I'm excited to see what you guys have in store for the future. Thank you so much. Thank That's you, so Ryan. Did, I wonder if they live together and if they live in San Diego or Hamburg. I'm guessing they live... I don't know. Did he say? I don't no, think right? so. But yeah, either way. Either way, <laughs> super cool. Um, yeah, that people are able to take something from the podcast yeah. and that it applies to their to to their lives. So I think there's so many intercultural relationships out mm -hmm. there where like people can definitely relate to some of the things we've For talked sure. about. Even For though sure. we're not in a relationship, but like yeah. just the the difficulties mm -hmm. that you come across when you're from the one culture and then you have to deal with the other culture. Exactly. Like, why is it like that? <laughs> Do you remember at the beginning too, when we launched the podcast, uh, we obviously played a little bit with clickbait mm -hmm. at the beginning oh, and yeah, we yeah, said yeah. we had a surprise and people <laughs> thought that we were together or that like, you were having a baby or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That we were going to announce that we're in a relationship, that I'm pregnant. Because yeah. yeah, the, the video was just called, uh, I think, we, we have something to tell. We yeah. have an announcement. Yes. Yeah, I think something like that. Um, and still to this day, um, there are so many comments sometimes about, oh, poor Josh is in the friend zone, et cetera. We're just like, no. I'm happily in the friend zone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the friend zone in the, like when people say yeah, that, they yeah, mean yeah, it no, in a exactly, bad way. But exactly. no, yes, we're friends yes. and we're glad to be friends. <laughs> Very funny. Um, well, we have one very special message from one of our favorite guests that was on the podcast. Um, and you all probably know her as well. Rachel Stewart from DW. Hi and goodbye. Or maybe I should just say Auf Wiedersehen. I'm Rachel and I was lucky enough to join Feely and Josh on Understanding Train Station about two years ago now. We had a really nice chat about 
tea and German bureaucracy and other important things like crisps or chips. So it's really sad to see that the podcast is coming to an end now. I would like to say to any listeners who feel like they might have a podcast-shaped hole in their lives after this, please do check out my new podcast. It's called Don't Drink the Milk. Cryptic name, I know. It's basically a fun mixture of history, culture, curiosities, and a little bit of controversy. And we're going to take you with us on trips all around Europe as well. So do check it out. I'll ask these guys to put a link below so that you can find it. Thanks again to Josh and Feely. Congratulations on a fabulous podcast and best of luck with whatever comes next. Tschüss. Thank you, Rachel. That's so kind. Yeah. <laughs> it was, that was a really fun conversation that we had with you. And it's crazy to think that that was two years ago. I know. I, when she said that, I was like, wait, is that true? But then I was like, yeah. I guess so, yeah. That was like last summer. We had the Simple Germany and all of that. Yeah. But um, I loved how she said a podcast-shaped hole. Yes. And so yeah, sweet. people, her podcast has already launched. So do check it out. If you've ever seen her on the DW Meet the Germans series, then you know how lovely Rachel is and how good she is at her job. Mm. She actually doesn't do the Meet the German series anymore but instead she has this podcast now so um, she's still very much there and has new content for everyone and I think this would be like if you do need a replacement then this would probably be a really good yeah. choice so yeah no for sure make sure you guys go check it out <laughs> yeah. um, and thanks to Rachel for these kind words and it's really cool to have her on the final episode too because yeah. she was one of the most popular episodes for sure so um, really nice to like kind of come full circle and have her on here in form of a video message yeah I, I like how at the end she she said the German Jews yes exactly <laughs> sing sang <laughs> Um, oh, all right. Those were kind of all of the um, comments and messages that I collected for today. We got a, f a lot more. So thank you to anyone who reached out and um, sent us kind words yeah. and how much the podcast has meant to them. Um, I know that there were some people who sent us messages about like they always listen to it while they were on a run or on mm -hmm. a walk and they're going to miss it because it was part of their routine. Mm -hmm. um, that's really, really kind. And I feel bad. I'm sorry. But maybe check out Rachel's podcast. Maybe it's going to be a good jogging podcast as well. Um, one last thing that I put on my little note document here was a message that we got from Robert. And um, he was wondering about a bathroom topic. And since in one of the first episodes that we ever put out, we just ended up talking about bathrooms so much. And that yes. was not planned. It's no. just like one of those topics like you could just talk about the bathroom you differences really forever and toilet differences and all of that. Which, by the way, coming back to the group trip, at the end when I asked everyone what the cultural differences were that stood out to them a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of them mentioned bathrooms really? as well. Yeah, it was yeah. the paying for the bathroom, but yeah. also the low flush toilets, yeah. that there was a toilet brush next to every toilet, yep. and also the buttons where it's for the number one and number, number two, two, like a small and a big yeah, button, uh -huh. <laughs> like all of those things. So. And I think we probably covered all of that in that episode. Probably. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but uh, Robert's question, uh, it's in German. I'm going to just read it real quick. He said, Ich weiß, ihr mögt das Thema Badezimmer und hattet ja eine Episode und fehlt ihr auch schon Videos dazu. Ein Thema fehlt mir aber dabei immer und zwar Doppelwaschbecken. Wenn ihr euch Hausrenovierungsshows auf AGTV anschaut, scheint es für Amerikaner immer ein Muss zu sein, eines zu haben. Ich muss sagen, meine Tante hat das auch zu Hause, aber sonst habe ich das in Deutschland noch nie gesehen. Ist das echt so ein Ding? So he's asking about the double sinks or the two sinks in a bathroom. If yeah. He sees that on American TV shows and wonders if that's really that common in the US because he has never or almost mm -hmm. never seen it in Germany. So what I would say to that is I think when it comes to like en suites. Uh, what, so what is that? <laughs> I was going to say what an en suite is, is like a bathroom that's directly connected to a bedroom, mm -hmm. especially connected to the master bedroom. And... I would say bigger American homes, 
Uh, yes, it's definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's a very interesting observation. I hadn't seen that before or yeah. hadn't thought about it at all. Yeah. Um, I know like in the house that I grew up in, my parents only had one sink in the, the bathroom that they shared, mm-hmm. which was an ensuite. Mm-hmm. Um, then they moved into another home that was slightly bigger and they had uh, two sinks. Mm-hmm. So like, I think if there's space, then yeah, two sinks, especially in more modern homes, uh, newer homes, it's definitely a thing to have two sinks. Yeah, um, yeah I, I would say it's, it's fairly common, but it's all, like, for example, my house that I live in in the US, we only have one sink. We have mm-hmm. a relatively small bathroom in that, but I think it's because the house is relatively Do you guys old. have an ensuite? No, right? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say that, yeah, it's, it's fairly common in the U S if you have a bigger space or have you, if you have a bigger place, but I think it does 100% go back to space. Uh, we've talked about this so many times. Germany is just pretty densely populated. We Mm -hmm. don't have that much space here, not as much as the U S at least. And, um, in a lot of cases, it's just not possible to fit two sinks. My parents actually do have two sinks in this, Mm. in this Mm -hmm. house here in Germany. Um, but I don't know if that's the standard. If I think about it, I don't think I've seen it in that many other bathrooms. Um, but yeah, so basically it's like um depends on the case yeah. question. I feel like I've seen it in movies though, like Til Schweiger movies. I kind okay. of feel like I remember a scene from like Kainohasen or Zwei Küken, one of those I've seen rom-coms them, from the yeah. 2000, from 2009 or so, yeah. where like, I think they also show a bathroom with two sinks. So I don't think it's like completely uncommon in Germany. Mm-hmm. I think it's just most people don't have the space for it. Yeah. And maybe if they have the space, they have other priorities, which they would like, what they would like to use mm-hmm. the space for. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I definitely <laughs> think of like American movies, like of a couple like talking in the bathroom while they're both like at their sinks. Yeah, 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 for sure. Where they're both like brushing their teeth Uh and getting ready in the morning or at night. And yeah, they have their own sinks. Yeah, like a his and her sink set up for sure. Is that what you would call it? A his and her sink? I think so. Okay. I mean, that's what comes to mind. (laughs) But I feel like what's my mom has also commented on this. Like my, I mess up so many sayings now. (laughs) So don't try again. It's a gefährliches Halbwissen. Yep. Dangerous half knowledge, one hundred percent. That's just one of the things that we've talked about before. That's been happening. The more you like live in both languages, yeah. the more you forget both languages. It's like it's not just like my English gets so much better mm-hmm. and my German gets worse. It's like sometimes it feels like both of my German and my English are getting worse. <laughs> oh man, such <laughs> so a struggle, great. such a struggle. <laughs> All right, I but feel yeah. like that's everything we had planned for today. Guys. I know. I, I'm like trying to. Push off the end. Yeah, it's like when you are leaving a friend's place and you don't want to say bye and you're just standing in the door forever. That's kind of where we're at right now. <laughs> exactly. Like, hmm, okay. Anything else that we can talk about before we officially end this? Okay, I feel sad now. Like earlier, I wasn't sure how yeah. I felt. It's a weird But now feeling. it feels weird because it's going to be the last time. Yeah. But so. who knows? Like we said, there could be Zonda episode. Yeah. Every once in a while. For special sure. up, special edition. So for sure. I so think stay for now, subscribed, please. stay subscribed. Um, we will inform you if something else comes out. That sounded so formal. We will inform you. Yes. Um, but yeah, to get a little bit more emotional again, thank yeah. you guys yes. so, so much for sticking with us for the last three years, for going on this journey with us, for going on this adventure with us, for following us wherever you did. Some of you listened to us on audio streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Some of you probably watched on Spotify because halfway through the podcast, that became a thing yeah. where we could put videos on spotify some of you probably watched on youtube i'm sure a lot of you listen to the podcast episode while doing other stuff in Mm -hmm. your everyday life that's what i usually do people reached out to us you sent us emails instagram dms you supported us on patreon um 
you guys have been so involved in our in our lives in the last three years. So thank you guys so much for that. We really truly appreciate it. We do. Um, and and that's that's it. Much much love from me. And from me as well. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say ditto to all of that. Um, yeah. Don't get emotional. Don't get emotional. (laughs) What are our last words? We hadn't really discussed this. Um, I don't know. Like I said. Maybe we'll, in German, danke. Danke. Danke für alles. Um, And for me, that that I would just say goodbye now, I think. Yeah. Goodbye until we see each other again. Yes. You can see me on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) And I will try to post things on the UTS podcast every once in a while. I'll try and force Josh to be on my channel soon. So maybe maybe that's going to be a thing. Um, Goodbye for now. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. And it's a see you later. Not a goodbye. (laughs) Tschüss. Tschüss. This train is reaching its final station.